Alrighty. We are live <coughs> and direct. Whew. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, before we start the show, um, very, very quickly, uh, December 2nd is a special day for somebody. Um, one of our uh, avid listeners, followers, uh, has, a, has a birthday that day. Uh, and, you know, December 2nd, we're not going to be live. So somebody, a little bird told us to wish him a happy birthday. What year of December 2nd? What do you mean? His birth year? It's, it's every year? You well, yeah, obviously oh. every year. No, no, every other year. It's, oh. like, fe- it's like February 28th. 29th. Or 29th, yeah. Well, I wasn't sure just... <laughs> All right, let's, you guys. let's go with it. <laughs> so we, we could go with it. So, uh, yeah. Mr. Yervant, Vince, Vanto. All right. of the above. All of the above. Are those nicknames, middle names? I guess we goes Yervant when he's with Armenians, Vince when he's with white people, and then Vanto when he's with... Italians. Irish. Hey, Vanto, do you want to pour it here? Happy birthday, Yervanto. I think we should just stop it. Happy birthday, Yervanto. Happy birthday, Yervanto, on December 2nd. Happy future birthday. Your lovely wife, Paulette, actually you know, reached out to us and said, give him a shout out. And you know what? As an avid listener, a follower, we want to wish you a happy birthday. Wishing you health, happiness, prosperity, and you know, hopefully 2022, as far as your birth, you know, another year going across, you'll have a much more <laughs> better year than 2021 and 2020 and 2019 and all the other years prior to that. Yeah, just don't wor- don't forget to uh, wear your mask on your birthday. Well, actually, he's he's one of the ones that actually reached out to us and said he wants the shirt, the fuck you feeling shirt. So. Yeah. Was so, he wearing a mask when he asked? I him? hope not. I hope not. No. I hope not. But happy birthday, Yervan. You're on a roll, buddy. Wishing you the best, brother. Poor guy. <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. Uh, anyways, so happy Monday, everybody. We have a special guest with us today. Uh, Dr. Hakop Jack Saxenian is here with us. Uh, doctor, I want to thank you so much for taking time a, out of your... Double doctor. Double doctor. MD and PhD. Yeah. T- thank you for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. Thanks, guys. It, it's funny, you know, prior to, you know, we kind of shoot the shit a little bit prior to the podcast ask you know um you know what how you we want to open up what we want to talk about and you know all of you guys know we'd like to open up the podcast with a little bit of background but doctor was like you know what no let's let's di- let's dive right in so um you did something obviously not every single person could do in their lifetime because uh, no, number one it takes a lot of guts and balls to do something something like that you were literally in the front lines with our soldiers, uh, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids um, who are fighting against, I'd say, you know, you know, we all say it, a, a powerhouse of a country. Um, no, not just one. Know, countries. countries. Backed by multiple big brothers. Oh, yeah. Um, what made you say, you know, you just put everything aside and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Armenia. I'm going to Artsakh. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be aside. I'm gonna be right next to the boys. <clears throat> I want to thank you guys for having me here. And we had planned it almost a year ago. Logistics didn't work out, so I'm glad we could make it out this time. And I made it a point to be here today. Um, you know, it was an easy decision, man. Like when you're sitting there watching what's going on, and you're like, I can help, and I gotta be there. You, you don't think twice. You just, you just find a way to get there, and. Uh, that was a challenge, by the way. I don't know. I thought it would to be... To get a, there, actually, to the front lines? Or yeah, like, how do you go from wherever you're sitting in your room in Chicago 
to like where you have bombs over your head or whatever how do you get there you know um it took some communication with certain people emails and finally somebody gave me a phone number and said when you land in armenia call this guy i'm like <laughs> uh, yeah. who is this guy <laughs> um okay so i landed in armenia i called this guy and thinking he's just another guy he's like all right meet me at 5 a.m and in this the military hospital in in yerevan i said okay i'll meet you there not knowing who he is right just another guy's name i walked there i'm like um i'm here and man like that day you walk in like i still can't forget you got families of soldiers on outside looking for their loved ones you got soldiers ambulance cars coming in and out you're what walking what date is this exactly oh, shit. um maybe like a week into the war a week into about, about a week into the war I, I, the dates have kind of like all merged but it was like early you know, october uh, around yeah early october so and then they see this guy like dressed up is from america with a hat on you know like who is this guy what are you doing here you know i'm like uh, i spoke to vahan and he asked me to be here he's like what vahan i said vahan this is like you talk to him i said yeah he's like let me give him a call in this saying like i didn't know he was the fucking general of the whole hospital and the medical is this the vahan that was hurt later on in the war no 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 this was he was the military medical like running the whole show during the war from the military perspective he's a general i don't know i'm calling him vahan right so i walk in and the guy calls and he's like okay yeah he's expecting you and then the sea parts all these soldiers kind of move away i'm like for a second you feel important <laughs> for a and, uh, and i walk in there the guy has like five phones right like just like that he's like what do you want to do i said i'm here i'm willing to do anything he's like what part of armenia or Artsakh don't you want to go i said kind of i'm like i'm here T send me anywhere he's like really i'm like he's like yeah it's like all right be ready 4 a.m tomorrow the the escort is ready to go showed up 4 a.m we had a military I'm, i don't even know where i'm going I'm like they're taking us we go and was and it just you as a physician no, or other physicians? No, they were, there was like a military kind of a group that was set up to go and set up kind of a mash unit. Yeah. And uh, other other physicians, military people. Um, and then a couple of like um, support staff. And then they had a guy who was coming with us to start a database of our soldiers. I'm like, we're starting a database now? Like, shouldn't we have like, database had one two weeks ago maybe yeah <laughs> and 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 there's this kid right i'm like what what is he doing he's like oh he's gonna be the computer guy setting up a database of who's dying and who's not i'm like it was a shock i mean i grew up in, in the states right you, all of this stuff is like foreign know, to you for, foreign like i mean shouldn't we had 30 damn years you know Th look this war wasn't a surprise to anybody no right it wasn't a surprise we should have had all these logistics we should have had dog tags i'll tell you about that we had pieces of paper on a soldier and if the wind blows we don't know who that guy is anymore you're kidding no, no. not even dog tags dog tags <laughs> that was like, like wow 15 cents bro instead of bro. the dog tags what they did is they painted a white cross which made it easier yeah they made it glow in the dark too you know what i mean it's insane, bro. So anyway, oh, so bigger target, glow in the dark. Oh huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you wear a Bernie outfit? I'm Barney outfit in. 
the glow in the dark was enough for the other team you know what i mean and and you're like dog tags right you're like at least have their blood type on there you know what i mean their name so we know nothing man this is why there was a lot of like when the, when the news got out that i was there people i didn't know were messaging me jack can you find this person for me this son this i'll tell you a story about one of them i was like man like yeah, I, because I went with the military escort, I kind of got like entrenched, I guess that's the word, in, with the military people, by luck or not, because I wish I hadn't seen some of the stuff. I wish I was just... But in a unit and stuff. Yeah, and, and so I was hearing things, and I got moved around a bunch of times, and that's how I knew where the war, like, war shit is getting really bad, because they would like, out, they're like, this this is where things are going to go bad. You want to go there, <laughs> you know? Um, that's how you knew like sounds like you volunteer for all this once you're there you know I thought about it I'm like I'm here to do my job if I'm gonna let fear and, and, and anything stop me then pack your bags and go home man you know but bef so, before you got there were there any uh, any due diligence on who you are or <laughs> that's the other thing like I was literally in the front line and after a while I, I, I thought about it I said nobody asked who the hell this guy is <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe when when I I called the certain person who gave me the number and I got there, they did a background check. I, I highly doubt it. Well, I don't mean background check, but no, no, background check is important because I I mean, I, did they knew you were a doctor? Or? Oh yeah, they did that part. They did, but so they did due diligence on your. Yes, they you know, knowledge wise, knowledge they, they wise, knew medical what your background. Was. Yeah, but, but okay, like, so they didn't but, just give you a scalpel and lab coat and say here. Like, well, I wish we had scalpels, but. But uh, what I'm saying is, nobody said, like, it's Hago from Chicago, but, like, is he? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but nowadays, like, you like, want to go get a sandwich from Subway, you got to show a vaccine card along with... <laughs> no, like... It's too like, soon, bro. <laughs> like, you're put in, in, in positions where, like, a GPS system, you give coordinates and anything happens. See, yeah. let me ask you this. You You got to the front lines, you're there... Here in the States, and obviously you were in Chicago, you probably were watching the news as far as what was going on. There was constant news being, you know, reported to us saying, you know, you know, like we're, we're pushing, we're pushing them back. We're winning this war. Uh, it's everything is going in a positive note. Okay. You get up and you get there. Was it that same feeling or was it like, holy shit, this was, this was all a big lie and shit is actually hitting Let the me fan. tell you this. There was... There was direct, from direct order, I want to say, from the government that no bad news from any news outlets could be reported. Reported to the states, to or anyone, to, to anyone, to, to anybody. Meaning, basically, so Arthurun, everything Arthurun was talking about was BS to begin with. I wouldn't say everything. There were the first four or five days of the war. Azeris got there in English as is handed. as is handed to them in but the then, north but then the they uh, news they tells us the l first four days is where the Azeris had the most they, advancement they, no. and the most so if you look at where the war started it started in the north in the northern part they thought within four or five days they could crack break through and finish the whole thing they got their butts kicked and those were the old school generals that were there. I'm saying this specifically. And in the south, the new guys that were appointed not too long ago. During this current administration. Not too long ago. During this current administration. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the most part. And this is why they re 
repositioned themselves and went towards the south. And this is not, not my analogy. I mean, analysis. I'm not a military guy. Just looking at, look, open the map, look at where things were happening, and there's many people talking about it. And there were the same Bayraktar's drones in the north that there were in the south. Strategical retreats became an everyday thing after a while. But you talk about strategical retreat, you're like, well, these you, you you retreat because you want the enemy to come in, because those guys can't fight in a in a mountainous area, open open area they can. So we would retreat into the mountains. These guys would come, start taking Instagram pictures, and our guys would just massacre annihilate them. them, annihilate them. Yeah, but what happened? To but the, the narrative we were given is complete opposite. You understand what we're trying to tell you. <coughs> I, I had I had people there that were from like National Geographic's American news sources that I got to meet. Uh, I wish I, I still keep in contact with them. Maybe one of these days I could connect you. You guys could talk to them and see what their perspective was. Sure, we would love to do yeah. that. Um, so the narrative and again, like when you're there w losing or winning, you're keeping the spirits up. We all knew like 10 days after this, all of South Artsakh is gone. And I had, I had people come there and want to give medal of honor to certain soldiers. The guy looked at him, our former defense minister, and said, "What are you talking about? I lost all my friends." My. Um, but they were doing that. Yeah, I, on I, TV I, I, we were seeing that there was literally. Yeah, they he came to, to give. He, no, he came to the hospital and wanted to give a medal of honor to one of uh, one of my good friends. Afterwards, we became good friends. I didn't know him at the time. And he said, dude, I, I lost half of my unit and we've lost all of Artsakh. Like, why are you giving me an honor for? Like, get your shit and get the hell out of here. I was surprised. I'm like, dude, you, this guy is the defense. He's like, I know. He's, I'm like, when the war is over, he might come after. He's like, man, if I'm going to die then or now, what's the difference? I don't want this medal. What is this piece of, like, medal he's giving me? But those guys, man, the... It's it's amazing. Do you think he understood what that medal meant? The, 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 we've lost we've lost the meaning of what a hero is now in Armenia. We're calling everybody heroes, and we're giving them out medals like there's like fucking candy, like our president is handing out ice cream in Armenia. Was it to boost the morale, or what do you oh. think the reason was behind that? They or were. Was it for more? They, so they were trying to purchase I, those people on. They were their trying side to say, hey, listen, like. You did a great thing. You did a good job, and uh, you you know don't talk a lot. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! That's my speculation. But you know, people that I mean, like I don't care if you've really fought for the homeland and you've lost friends. You can't have that anger built up in you, and have anything, money or otherwise, cover you, and make you shut up. Strategical what? retreats were. We're not part of the, we're, the, we're not part of the plan for the people who didn't want to give up Artsakh. Those guys, I I know people who were still on, in, in the mountains in Shushi, like five, ten days after the, whatever you want to call it, it was signed on November nine. They're not coming down. You know, those guys are like man, like. Those are the guys that finally, handed their weapons to the Russians, late days later. <coughs> As far as it's the because they're supposed the peacekeepers, it's <laughs> the funniest statement in the world. Well, all I gotta say is that um, what was 
showing on TV and what was happening. And again, and when I was there, I gave an interview too, online uh, on um, from there, and I I kept everything positive because I had to. You're not gonna go up there and say this is what's going on. You want to you want to give the news to the people, but at the same time, like you don't want to lose their for you them know, to lose hope. Yeah. Well, you still want those people to keep working hard. And I told people there, I said, I said, I'm a physician. I'm here. I got, you know, my job is easy because I know what I'm supposed to do. But there's a need for anything and everything, man. If you know how to change a tire, come out here, man. Don't stay home. You but, know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just talking about diaspora. I'm talking about people in Armenia. I'll tell you this, man. I don't care who gets mad. I'm, when I landed in Yerevan, I looked around. I'm like, holy shit. If this is what's going on, Azeris are like because Yerevan was like partying, man. Partying meaning as in like they're celebrating. They want the war? No, no, like it, it's as if there was no war going on. People on the streets, music, everything. Hold on, but how are how are Azeris fucked though? Because I said if Yerevan is partying, that means we're kicking ass. That's what you thought. Oh, oh, you, you, you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. if if this is what's happening in Yerevan, and Yerevan is the capital, and we're in, in a war. And this is like people on the streets, music. I'm not talking about like Haydn Aster music. I'm talking about like trans and all. Yeah, like club music, cafes open, people laughing, walking, like. As if nothing's going on. Nothing. I'm like, dude, if this is the atmosphere. But you know what we're seeing on TV, right? Yerevan, just people from center to center getting stuff together, packaged and shipped out. That's what that, we're that's seeing. Not, that's, not, that, that's what maybe they're doing, but like. It was like as if there's no war going on. I'm like, man, like we must be doing really good that the people here just are not caring and they're just, you know. And then you go outside of Yerevan where the stuff is happening and it's like, shit. Complete 180. They're like, there's two different worlds going on. So, so the soldiers that you were next to, I mean, again, you're not a military guy, but you've seen the military here and other countries are, do those guys I mean what percentage of the soldiers were actually forget about the, you know being uh, not having the proper equipment weapons and all that but physically mentally oh the, the people were that they, were they actually prepared they were I'm telling you the guys that were there I'll, I'll tell you this when um, <coughs> sometimes it's difficult to talk about these things when you remember like I'll start the story from here. A truck would pull up, right? A truck. Like a civilian truck? No, like, you know those military, like, Gamos, transportation? Gamos, Gamos, yeah. 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 And we would st- start unloading people, right? Sometimes you would pull and only an arm would come out or, like, the top part of a body or a leg. When you're unloading, meaning these are bodies you're bodies. unloading? No, no, you don't know what they are. They're just coming in from the front line. Hmm. Dead. Injured, wounded, all, all alive, you know? and they're just all. piled on top of each other. Yes. What? And and so, but 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 the, so, just a quick sideway. People were like, well, "Why did the ha- why the hell do they have half a body in there?" Right? I asked them. I said, "It's like, dude, that's my, you know, commander or my soldier. When I saw him blow up, I had to bring part of his body back to the family for them to bury something, right? So the reason I'm saying this, we would start unloading, and then." You would see like all of them had like a, a grenade or like a last bullet. I'm like, why are you guys carrying this? He's like, he looked at me. I'm, it's like, it's America, you know? Yeah. Although I'm Gimurat, see? 
pull the grenade or take mm-hmm. so every single to guy to not become a pow basically. to not become Definitely. and take people out so those guys were ready to fight man they were ready to die so how do you explain what's going on in the last two weeks where soldiers are literally on camera giving up their base and going pow don't willingly don't, in a sense what do you wh- how do you compare these what's things? that movie with uh jim carrey where he's like in like his Truman. whole life his whole life is like a show. show. The Truman Truman show. show. Yeah. So like people can present things in a way where it's not reality. Listen, it, they Which one is not the reality? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. 18, 19 year olds that are put in a in an environment where they're not supposed to be and are told like don't shoot at the enemy. Of course they're going to say I'm going to Okay brother, but let's put it this way. Those I are don't not care what the those general are not, tells you. Your constitution you're in an Armenia. 18, you're an 18, 19 year old. You're either going to get you're either going to go to jail in Armenia or in Baku. I'd rather go to jail in Armenia or go down fighting. I mean, remember, knowing yeah. what happens so, to you, yeah, you've already gone through high school, you've graduated high school. You know the constitution to your own country. Listen, those guys which states you protect yourself and your land. Th- those are not the guys cost. we're counting on to do the protection of Armenia. The real soldiers do their. I don't mean they're not real soldiers. I mean those guys should not. Let me put it from what I know. Those guys are not even supposed to be positioned there. They're brought in from the outside and strategically put in those areas that they want to give away. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get they're, they're, it. Those are not the guys that are supposed to be protecting. You understand why we're shocked? Why the reason I'm shocked is that's treason. Yeah, and call it what you want. Those are not the True. guys. True, my my understanding is treason against your own country. Okay, but but first you have to get to the bottom of it, which is the head does no no fixed. does does Armenia really recognize Artsakh as Armenia? Th- that's a different issue well, altogether. Not different. not politically. I'm talking. No, no, no. About I mean, we're talking about like Armenian land right now. We're giving up proper well, Armenia. No, no. But what I'm saying is, from the conversations I've had from people who've gone there three, four times over the last year, the 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 feedback I've been getting from them is that if you go to Yerevan, majority of people there don't see Artsakhs. And that's everybody a, that's, else. That's a, as, that's a as disgusting like Armenians. issue that's had bothered me for a long time. Where so, they say, where so they say Artsakhsi and Hayastansi and this that. I'm like, so that's my question to you. I mean, you've I haven't been there. You've been there. So did you feel that disconnect between Armenia and Artsakh? There's a lot of disgusting people who put that divide. But there's disgusting people here in America: Glendansi, Hayastansi, Berutsi, Barskaheim. You know what I mean? Of course. We, we always have that separation. But the people that are truly Armenian there understood why Artsakh was literally the backbone of Armenia. So why didn't we have the Armenian army there then? The soldiers from Armenia. Why, the why were 18, 19-year-olds sent to the front lines to be massacred as opposed to military trained guys who do this as a job? Yeah. And I asked yes. you, do you yeah. think those 18, 19-year-olds were prepared? Of course not. Because when be? I see them on TV no. or on social media, they look like Listen, little only kids. I mean, they're th- scrawny. They are, they're like hundred. Forget the pounds. scrawny kids. It's a, it's it's about. Listen, some of these guys don't even know how to put an AK like on like together th- together. Disassemble and assemble a weapon. Yeah. So uh, they're not supposed to be there. So those guys who said treason, you said treason, right? Yes. I agree. Those people who sent them front line, 
and mind you some of them didn't even have a freaking uh, what helmet. do you call it helmet, helmet or the the, the, the vest the vest oh, life the yeah. vest could have saved a lot of lives from a medical perspective I see it just blows my mind because I mean, you you land there and you see you know how our people are equipped and you're mentioning there's no helmets there's no vests i mean what the what the hell is going on i mean we're fighting a war here and you're telling me See, I've never been in a war, so I'm like, maybe this is the chaos in the war. But I mean, you've you've seen, I you mean, know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're you're like, this you're, here's the thing. But you're you're old enough and you're young enough at the same time where you've seen, you know, America go to Afghanistan, America go to Iraq, <laughs> or America go to Korea, and you know all these wars that that have been fought. Where you look at the soldiers and from helmets to certain bro, sunglasses <laughs> no. bro bro let me let me tell you this i was going around uh, you uh, see these stores in armenia looking for goggles i'm talking about goggles that anything covers your eyes like even like those swimming goggles yeah i'm like guys like stuff is blowing up next to them all that dust and all that shrapnel is blowing up their eyes well, give them f- and see, glasses and see that's the thing it's like i'm saying like wh- where i was going with this was all these the soldiers you see like in the United States, and I'm not comparing Armenia to the United States. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying let one eighth of the equipment, one sixteenth of the equipment. These kids are wearing hats, jacket, shoes, shoes. Not even boots. Some yeah. of them were wearing shoes. Yeah, and well, and I mean, what, what was going so on? What when, when what I tell people, they're like, "Don't they have like what do you call them? Their backpack, whatever the thing is called, that cargo, the, the cargo in the back with like water and like you know." Like something to drink from, whatever. I'm like, are you additional kidding me? ammunition? Maybe I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? These guys were literally like living off of the land. Some of them for like ten days in a mountain, like drinking like piss water and like eating like literally cockroaches, anything that had meat on there. You're kidding me, bro. bro how, how are you supposed to fight in that condition? I don't understand. Dude, you guys don't know the Armenian fucking genetics, man. They fought like that for forty four days. This is why the enemy was like, dude. Like, we're going up against these people that are going to give us a second rectum. We're throwing them all the drones and the military stuff. We got the internal people treason. And these guys, the 18, 19-year-olds, they were laughing going to their death, bro. They had no fear. These kids, I'm telling you, man. Like, Khandumen, like, I don't know if you've seen some of the videos. Like, the first day of the war... He's like, man, we were supposed to go to the cafeteria to have food, but these fucking Turks came and ruined our lunch. He's like, don't worry, in a couple of hours we'll go back. And the Bayraktars and stuff is falling next. These guys had no fear, man. You think it's no fear or part of it is just ignorance of not even knowing what's going on? Truly? Part of it is like they're thinking they're playing the video games, you know? Yeah. But but part of it is like, man, like most of these kids, like their dad has fought, their uncle has fought. Their, yeah. You know, like it, I, I've grew up, I grew up watching these Artsakh stuff and... You can't, like, not feel, like, part of that in you. You know what I mean? And I, I got to tell you, man, like, th- this is why I say, like, if we support our soldiers, our army, like, they have a reason to fight. They And they don't have anybody backstabbing them. I don't care. You bring you bring NATO's fucking army. They, they can't. They can't crack through. It was pretty much fighting NATO's, right? Like Turkey and yeah. like uh, is it Afghanistan, of the sh- Ukraine. Is it Pakistan. because of the Pakistan? Uh, because of the heart of the soldiers, or more so because of the geographic? We know the place. We have something to fight for. We know how to fight those kinds of stuff. You know, we the have terrains we, and everything. The terrains, yeah. and they had, yeah, they 
dude, it's your homeland. You're some, you're fighting for something. America was in Afghanistan for 20 years. What happened? They couldn't t- do anything to Taliban, essentially, right? Taliban, as much no, as I'm, I mean, they that's had a different. They had, no, but essentially, they, well, but they, had, they did a lot, bro. They created no, no, the but fifth largest military but <laughs> the Taliban today. We did a lot, dude. I mean, I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> no, no, overnight. No, look, so overnight. The, the Taliban had like reason to fight, right? I mean, as much as like you might be against them uh, in every way possible, they had a reason to fight, and like, you could bring America's state of the like art, like equipment and try to fight when you have some a reason to fight for not you can't beat that like you literally can't but that's but the, see the taliban fight is different we weren't there trying to get land back or anything we just needed to be there for whatever no no what i'm saying is reasons we had to be there that's it it's it's different no but even russia tried right ussr didn't even try to get of course them. so all i'm saying is those people that have a reason to keep their homeland that's the biggest weapon that the person can have like armenians wanted artsakh because it's our land it's our people you have your brothers and sisters yeah. you have your grandparents grave there you have your uncles grave. like you don't want to give that up and i don't care what drone is falling on you you're not going to walk away they either die or you're but, not gonna but why were they so ill-prepared i mean it sounds like they they were set up for failure i mean no equipment no water no food no weapons no shoes like what the fuck was it like I, I don't mean, know how much of uh, that was intentional because it wasn't. Let me, let me let me tell you. It wasn't the lack of equipment and supplies because if it was, Aliyah wouldn't have a parade with our military equipment. He had a parade, right? Showing off all the military stuff he captured from us. I don't know if you guys saw that. He was displaying all of the. It was mil- it was tanks. It was car, it was trucks. Some of that brand new, new. Some of those equipment that they were putting on display was brand new equipment that only Russia and Armenia had. Yeah. Well, well that's and the those thing. Those are though. transferred. Armenia had, so, uh, Armenia had had brand new, never but used. Not and s- uh, That's it. So let's let, let just let's just put it this way. Well, this, in, in relation to that, like our prime minister said the stupidest thing, calling himself the, the what do you call it, the commander in chief. Armenia wasn't in war. Armenia hasn't been in war in forever, right? Artsakh was in war. Exactly. Yeah. So why the hell do you get up and say I'm the commander of chief during this war? Does that know. mean Armenia is in war? He well, brought Armenia into the war. Yeah. Let's How? not forget who took uh, Artsakh out of that question. Robert Kocharyan is the one that took Artsakh out of the equation. I don't want to get they're, into they're the... They're all po- bullshit. That's what I'm yeah, trying to tell so you. All, all, all I'm saying is like politically, like there were a lot of things that should not have been done the way it was done. And part of it, you could start seeing some intent there of... of I, I knew people who were sent in to a part of Artsakh where... ISIS had taken over, right? Like they're all f- sitting around in this mountain area. There's like two, three thousand of them, you know. They're sending a troop of like sixty Armenian guys to fight against three thousand. Yeah. They don't. Know. So these guys pull up with their truck and they look around. Like even ISIS guys were like, "What the fuck are these Armenians doing here? They're not that stupid. Like, why are you guys here? You know what I mean?" And so these guys are like, we're, well, we're not going to be a POW. There's, you know, after all the stuff that they were. So they started to fight and, and until they either die or, you know. So out of that 60, maybe 20 of them made it out. And then they realized that they were sent in as a sa- sacrifice to say that, you know, we didn't surrender that area. We fought for it and we lost and the area was given. But who, who was calling the shots? 
<laughs> That's the question uh, if, of the century right now. I mean, there were people that were, you know, you could point fingers at, and, uh, you know, I have some speculation, but why aren't the people demanding who goes, who is calling those shots? Why are people in Armenia going after people who are saying these things happened? Guys who, like, literally were willing to die and died, you know, in some ways because, you know, your brother, your everybody died. Like, you're like, man. And when these guys speak up, people are like, you know, you're this or that. Instead of saying, wait, maybe this guy has, he was freaking there. Maybe we should listen to him and say, who made the call? I'll tell you this. like, Has anyone been held responsible till today? It's been a year. Not one. No one. What's going on? It's getting worse. People, everybody that wanted to talk either got promoted or like uh, resigned. And you know, I heard of this one story where this family received the body of their dead son and didn't mention any of the mutilation that was done to their son <laughs> five months later. You guys have, uh, you guys are, are, are uh, Facebook friends with me. So about a year ago, around December, I said, I had, I had people tell me this that you know. Some of the reason why you would send 18, 19 year olds to the front line and get them captured as pure. What's a better organ donor than an 18, a healthy Ooh, that's year old? Very right? And this is why I said we need to get our POWs back ASAP because they're not POWs anymore. They've become international trade bait. Europe. A million. So, because they were asking a million dollars for each of our POWs. I'm not going to say how, but they said if you give a million dollars for each of them. So, if you look at the organ donors in terms of how much an organ would cost on the black market, whatever, right? I said, we need to get these guys back. They're not, and they're, everybody's like, dude, you're talking out of your ass. I said, okay. No, you're absolutely right. And then after a while, we see POWs being brought back, and you look inside, they have no organs. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. You're shitting me. Is this news to you guys? I, oh, I, I didn't know about I it. I didn't Seriously? know about that. I know there was live POWs released. I didn't know the ones that were sent back and as far our, as... Our government in Armenia today... Is working towards getting better relationships with the enemy. How how is this? How did which head is this guy thinking with? He thinks Armenians and Turks are gonna coexist in any aspect. He's lost his fucking mind. Well, what choice does he have right now? <clears throat> Resign. Resign. Listen, when when, when I'm number a big one. I'm a big hockey fan, right? Yeah. When in hockey, like when your team makes it to the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs, the first person who takes the coach, coach, right? Why is it the coach? The coach wasn't out there playing, man. Why is it the but coach? It's his job to make right. the right call. So I mean, it wasn't Pashinyan out there fighting. I mean, like, thank God. But he has to go. He can't negotiate anymore, man. He's got the psychology now, of a loser. Now, when you say he's got to go, do you understand that what happened in Armenia politically was a big shift? The Armenian uh, parliament had two other political parties in there. They were replaced by our second and third presidents. What I'm saying is, I'm not going to go into the politics of that. All I'm saying is when you're somebody who's been, um, who's been just, you know, bitch slapped, you can't sit there and have a negotiation with the guy who just bitch slapped him. I don't care who he is. It's, it's, it's like, imagine the kid that was bullying you, and now you grow up, and now you have to negotiate with him. He's going to be like, dude, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? You remember what I did to you? Yeah, like, literally, like, 
look at the Twitter feed like a yeah, couple of months ago. They're both negotiating via their big brother, you know, Putin. So it's it's a different type of negotiation. Yeah, but the big brother even has less respect for you now. They're l- oh, more well, useless. I understand, but if it if it wasn't for Big Brother, the negotiation wouldn't have happened. Well, if it wasn't anyways. for Big Brother, Listen, then Armenia Artsakh wouldn't be in this case at all. Artsakh wouldn't have been an issue. Lenin and gave the whole thing and created Azerbaijan, right? And the continuation. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it took the war. I'm not going to say I figured before the war, but Listen, when this war ended, I told myself Armenia was never independent in the last 30 years. Never. All they no. did is give pieces and pieces of the strategic portions of the country to the Russians till there's nothing left. Now they're going giving more pieces. Listen, I think it's, so. When when uh, I had a roommate in med school who was Syrian, and you know the Syrian Syria stuff was happening, and I told him, I said, "Man, fuck, like Rami, like as, I, I I hate what's going on in Syria, but as soon as this thing starts to like get better, Armenia is gonna become Syria 2.0." People are like, no, I mean, in Syria, you know, you have different, like, religions. They could put them against one another. What What are you going to put against one another in Armenia? Armenia said, is much more difficult because you have uh, the same people, Armenians, but the Taki Turkid of Orasaman, you can't tell which one it is. No. So, so all I'm saying is, like, it was easy for them to create a divide, and, and Armenia became a center point, and... That's the thing. Like we had to find a way to go under the radar because there's a lot of geopolitical shifts happening in the world, right? The West and you know Russia, China, all these big things are changing globally, right? And somehow we've become the center point of all of these changes. And that's the thing I I wanted Armenia to avoid completely. We, did, we I, did, I wanted us to go under the radar until globally things calmed down. At least that's my assessment. But no, turned out like we became the center of attention and will be the center of attention. And if things are brewing really bad, Iran, Israel, Russia, the West. Does that India, million dollars you were talking about per POW have to do with one of those countries you just mentioned? <laughs> Sorry, I had He's to gonna ask. get me into trouble. <laughs> I know you don't want to. Yeah, answer I mean, that it's, it's, but it. like anybody with <laughs> any kind of research skills, I'm not just talking about like you could you could fi- figure out like that this thing is real. I mean, eighteen. How, how about Hakob doesn't say it. Israel was the country that was taking a million dollars per POW and bring them right to Yerevan, straight up. I'm gonna say it. Whatever so, he didn't say it. Okay, so how many how many POWs are there? In reality, yes. when you have a government that's ta- taking the stat- statistician to the death bodies but doesn't understand the actual military numbers, you don't know. You don't know reality. So here's what's, what's going on. Reported? POW, they're I saying, say Artak, uh, no, sorry, Azerbaijan's saying 40 plus, <laughs> right? Okay. That's what Azerbaijan is admitting to because they say anyone that was captured POW after the November 9th is basically a terrorist and getting charged in Baku as a terrorist. So they're only telling you you have forty plus POWs in no, reality. It's, it's in, but I it's would in the three hundred, four hundred, four hundred, three hundred, three to four hundred. Guess that's a guess. So you think this is three four hundred million dollar basically? Yeah, negotiation. Negotiation. Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And how many of those POWs do you think are actually alive? 
God knows at this point. Like he said, depending on how many of the black market a, buyers in Europe are willing Yeah, I know, to but pay. when you think about it, it's been, what, over a year? How do you know that this isn't even a, you understand a, what a we're Ponzi about, scheme right? by them? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This yeah. is insane. And again, this is the same thing that was going on in Syria during the war there. It's not, it's not something new. I mean, and the blood. This is why the, sometimes I wonder, the like organs and the blood these people are after is no joke. No, I mean, think about it. Night, the only reason why I say this is because after hearing what you're mentioning about organ donors and all this stuff, now I'm thinking to myself that okay, three, four hundred POWs. Now I hear you talking about organ doning and stuff. It's been it's been over a year. Yeah, I I really don't, that, I, I really don't think. I mean, I hope not, but I don't I don't think our POWs. Uh, not all of them are alive anymore. I'm just praying that, like, you know, they have some level of humanity left in them and just do the right or thing. Or that, yeah. yeah. Other than that, like, you, Come like, on, what are you the, expecting the, the from the Turk, bro? Like, yeah, like the people who were cutting, cutting, cutting our POWs' heads off and putting it on TikTok, like. So how does that compare to? Because if you ask the Turks or the Azerbaijan. Azeris, um, they would say we've done the same to them. Prove it. But but you've been there. So Prove it. what were you seeing as far as how the, our I, captured were being treated, the ones that were w- wounded? I, I've told you guys this story before we started talking about like an ISIS mercenary that was rolled up into our hospital where we spent six hours helping him, surgery, six hours. Save that piece of shit's life. Yeah, and the next day he was in Armenia, certain part of the country uh, sitting there having a nice lunch shaved and uh, the stupid thing about those guys were like when you would ask them their names and again some of the guys were telling me like they were given like Azeri names the idiots would give their like Arabic name I was like dude like at least if you're gonna come here and pretend you're an Azeri and not an ISIS mercenary like learn learn your Arabic name and then you would take out their passport and you would see like what they are Majority Pakistan, Syria, Pakistan. I, I don't. I mean, I mean, you could. Tell, I mean, you could tell the difference between an Azeri and an, and an Arab, or even a I Pakistani. Mean, you know, it's 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 kind of tough because you know, uh, the guy who's been like I don't know in hasn't the wild shaved hasn't in shaved, days, and they all look the same. They, and then they're like kind of burnt. Yeah, like after you've shaved them, kind of they've got like some look Just to them. Features, you could tell yeah. features, but but like their passports and everything. Dude, we had guys who. Assholes like Azeris who spoke f- who spoke fluent Armenian. No accent. No, no. no I, I don't know if I told you the story. They trained their people, bro. bro they there they, was they a, there came was a in general as well who spoke fluent Armenian. No, they, so one of the kids that I was uh, talking to, and he's like, we were inside our Khramat uh, and all of a sudden we see these guys coming in, and they're like, no. He's like. There was something fishy. It's like because there was nobody that was supposed to be in that area that we didn't know, you know. And he's like, luckily, his captain, or whatever I think it's a captain. Or he's like he he accident wearing Armenian uniforms, right? He accidentally saw like those, you know, the Azeri like they have like red, blue, and like mm-hmm. the, the the sparkle like under the Armenian uniform kind of came out. It's like we started shooting at them. Next thing we know, we go there and they're all, we take out their passports. They're all Azeris. Spl- fluent army is like, I'll take any Armenian off of the street in Yerevan. If this guy doesn't speak better Armenian than him, it's like, I'll cut my head off. 
Because there was another group. He's like, we were going inside this like, like um, forest area. He's like, all of a sudden we see a group of like soldiers kind of lined up, and we hear him talking like uh, Turkish, Azeri. Like I don't know. I guess it's Turkish. It's Turkish. But there's, it's not really. They're it's like a different the, dialect, dialect Turkish, yeah. yes. He's like, we, he's like, luckily we got there like two seconds before because we could hear them talk. They didn't see us coming. He's like, as soon as we got there, they all turned around like, Armenian. He's like, luckily we had got there a little bit early that we heard them speak Turkish. Otherwise, we would think they're Armenian. Fluent Armenian, man. I'm talking about fluent Armenian. So no rules, no... I mean, R- rules? rules. What rules? What, what rules? What rules? You just Stay wear an Armenian uniform, come speak Armenian, pretend you're Armenian. Who's dude. the rules? You still think international community matters? They don't give yeah, a dude, shit. They hit, the, they hit with phosphorus gas, and that was uh, 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 a reason for America to go into Syria. And nobody's talking about it. Using, like, mercenaries should have been a reason for the U.S. and Russia and all these anti-terrorist coalitions to go in there and wipe their ass. See, if Armenia had any type of uh, leadership, every money in the world today that's being shoved up someone's ass for fighting terrorism should be standing right there. Yeah. That's where the money should go. If you have any funds... And listen, guess, 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 guess who are the people occupying in those Artsakh lands that Armenians are not living there anymore? The same ISIS piece of yeah. shit. And they're building schools there. Yes. So how hard is it they for those a, guys to drive down the street and move directly to Armenia? In Rapan, they have a Sokar gas station setting up right now. Yeah, no, no, but like... Think as, about it. As people, we say, you're bullshit lying, man. Because when you say that to people, they're like, you're lying, man. You're trying to create, like, chaos. I'm like, no, man, like, wake the hell up. <laughs> like, I got nothing to... Like, I don't benefit anything from any of this, right? Like, personally, nothing. I'm saying... Guys, like, we need to wake up on what's, what's going on with our people. It's, and I don't like politics. I, I hate politics, man. I never want it. But this isn't about politics. It's about, like, the existence of our people. The race. The race, as Armenians. Like, we need to... Yes, we've done... Everybody has done a lot. But we can't, like, just say, okay, Artsakh is gone. Forget it. Moving on to our kebabs and, like, you know... Sanku chicken and then just whatever happens. No, like if we want to have an Armenia, like we all need to, and we all could do our parts. We all should be doing our parts. Like we can't, I know we're all deflated. We had a year to get over this. Trust me, man. There's nothing more deflating than, than the guys who went and fought and they come back and they see the shit on the streets in Armenia in terms of politics and all this stuff. They're like, and they see like, I have friends that were there from the first war, right? Like, I call them friends, but, you know, they're a little bit older. The guys fought four wars, man. You know, the first Artsakh war, Abrilian, you know, this. And they see the way, like, these guys are being treated and, like, taken care of. And this guy, the 18, 19-year-old's like, this, is this our future? Like, this is what our people are leaving, our, like, veterans or heroes on the street like this, not taking care of them? Like, is this the thing that I have to go fight for? Like, what are we doing as a people, man? Like, seriously, do we want to survive as a, like, like the stuff that our ancestors started 5,000 years ago? Or do we want to just say, yeah, piss on that? Piss on the people in 1915 who didn't want to give up their Armenian 
you know, name and their, you know, the, the, the women there that didn't want to be taken into slavery and, and sacrificed themselves or our grandparents who, who found a way to, like, stay alive amongst all the dead bodies to keep the Armenian going. We're going to say, ah, whatever, who cares? Whatever they did, I don't care. We don't need, a, do we really need an Armenia to be Armenian? I mean, is that, like, seriously, do we need an Armenia to be Armenian? Yes. 100% we do. So what are we doing about it every day? Yeah, you, we could be doing stuff. What what could be done, though? Yeah. I mean, we could be doing stuff. What? what? L- listen, like I've been telling you guys, Sunik is in danger now. And this is a threat that could, you know, cut us off from all of our communication with the rest of the world. Because we, we got like three sides. Pre- I don't call Georgia as an, as an ally anymore after what happened during the war, right? Well, they never were. They're complicit. I mean, if everything comes out into the open, a lot of countries, all of our neighbors would be giving up land if everything's coming out to reality. See, Georgia, so Iran included. My confusion is this. You're talking about Sunni and proper Armenia basically kind of falling into the midst of war right now. Yeah. What, and, you're, and you're mentioning, you know, what can be done from us? Internally, if there's a if there's a cancer, if there's an issue, if there's something going on as far as the government selling off land, what what what's going on with our people the, in proper Armenia not waking up and saying, "Hey, listen, okay, that that was Artsakh. We lost Artsakh. Now proper Armenia is being you're attacked." Crazy. If you if you why are people even not saying th- those words? Like, is hilarious to me because Artsakh was the Artsakh, backbone, man. No, this no, no, is no, no, no. I know, but understand what I'm saying. Now, for example, proper Armenia is being attacked. Armenia is about to be split in half. People no, no Armenia s- is supposed this is about to be like put out of existence because once you're cut off from Iran, you have no way of getting anything into Armenia Landlocked. anymore. So what what happens? Why why is there not chaos going on in the country? Let me tell you. You have you have the bullshit number of five thousand dead is like it's close to six eight thousand, right? Ten thousand people that are injured. Imagine how many families those are, right? They're depressed, man. Can you imagine, like, you know, your 18, 19-year-old is dead or has a leg cut off or an arm cut off or blown into pieces? And so you, the rest of the country is supposed to be, like, helping. And then the rest of the country, uh, they're looking for tickets out of Armenia to Russia or whatever. And that's exactly right? what the Russians want. So, we, so Armenians make so the perfect immigrant in Russia. That's yeah. Why. Perfect immigrant in Russia. And, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the U.S. is going to open up its... Of course. And, and so soon the, the depopulation of Armenia is happening. You know how many people are like... And thank God for COVID because that's an excuse to close off the... Border. Border and not allow people to leave. But if you, you had a real government. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like we're relying on these people to get up and do something. But then they're like, what do I have to fight for? Right? They're, they're kind of like in that... St- um, in that depressed state of mind and the Stockholm syndrome, you guys, kind of like in that situation. So I think we need—I don't know—from our perspective, like diaspora, like we need to encourage these people. We need to make sure the p- people in Sunik, the, the the people living there, right, Sunetis, don't get up and pack their bags and move to Yerevan. Like their kids don't have bunkers when something were to happen, right? We need to help fix this because he needs. They're, they're thinking about the security of their children. They want to go to school, right? We got to provide them with stuff. They have like warm clothing that needs to be given to them. 
because most of them took theirs off their back and gave it to the refugees from Artsakh or doing whatever, right? Like, we need to make sure that the Sunni stays in Sunni because that's the way to get the land. But like, you depopulate. See, what what's confusing me is this. Internally, if something is happening in something is happening in my home if an enemy is walking into my home i would expect the leaders of my home to turn around and basically say you know what fuck off what leaders listen you listen to where i'm going with this fuck off you know we're we're striking back but if the if the, if our leaders are opening the door who, where are the other people around him? Why are they not seeing what the fuck is going on and saying, "Hey, listen, the, this guy, this guy is the real enemy. We need to take him there, out." There are forces that are. What happened in the parliament a couple years ago? There are forces that are like I think a couple above years a, ago in 2018. I think he's saying, <laughs> but um, I, I think there are things being done, and it can't happen overnight. But all I'm saying is what can you do as an army because it's like above and beyond any one of our abilities to go in there and change the political landscape or, 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 or get rid of the people who you think was Jack, the reason strategically speaking if Armenia really wants to change the people that are inside Armenia need to at least one portion one thing if they can do diaspora could step in if they can clear out their odds and get rid of that damn thing and yeah. create a new one in its place. That one step will give trust for diasporans to go inside and try to help. Yeah, so oh, a simple thing. I'm telling you. Okay, so let me give you, a brother. If you go into Armenia to help today, if you're going to help, mm-hmm. you will not come out normal. So, I'm just telling you. <laughs> what? When? When did? When did Nikol have the meeting on the 26th? And he has one scheduled next week. I think December 14. I think 15. Okay, so let's say. We do what we think we can do from the diaspora and then, you know, the Teratsis in Sunik or Yerevan, wherever. If this guy signs another agreement giving Sunik... Azeris still need to put soldiers w- on that land. Gonna, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm telling you, he could sign off whatever fucking paper he wants. See, why isn't this guy taken out, bro? Uh, Azeris need to put soldiers on that land. See, They're you, not going to be able to do it. Why I not? asked Sunetsis, I said... How well, are they I not going to be able to do it? They're not. He's like, you can't lie us twice. He's like, you know that phrase? Yeah, fool, fool me, me once. Fool me yeah. once, shame on you. Fool okay, me twice, shame on me. Th- they need to come through. They can't uh, cut. You see what happened in Sisian a few month, a few weeks ago when they tried to attack? 300 of them were like slaughtered. slaughtered. They they know they can't penetrate that. Well, if it officially gets signed Is off it, and you have Russia involved. It's been signed off gonna, since November 9th. Sunik has? Yeah, pretty much the way I see it. The stuff that's not written in that peace treaty is the more dangerous stuff he's absolutely right about uh, stuff that he promised i was like dude those numbers that the num- nine the stuff that's on there is like bullshit. dude don't don't i said look at the one thing that he, he he kind of briefly mentioned the corridor thing right i said he's trying to give us unique and he's asking alia for time off to give the people a chance to like get used to little by little right and Aliyev is like, dude, your time is running out. Give me that or I'm coming in. So here's what the Aliyev wants. Aliyev saying, you can give me that corridor and I'll let you have contact with Artsakh. Artsakh, exactly. Basically. That's what's going on today. They got Nicole in a bind in Again. a sense. But, but, but which the, he said but, himself but to but be But whatever in. you guys said still doesn't answer my question. Which is? Is if he, as the quote-unquote leader, the one who has authority, signs off on that portion of Armenia... What can the people possibly do? 
the people they that could coop, you create a coop they could you know protest and all this jazz yeah but what you is that going to do i'm telling you you could sign off much you, bigger than that you you can you can you could get like you can um how do you call it you could um any piece of paper that's signed you can say i don't I abide by that who the, new, Any, the, the next, next guy next or whatever guy or the people about. living there it's like okay he okay. signed off I'm not leaving come and take my land they're gonna stay and defend themselves is what they but how about. are you capable of defending yes. yourself really yeah how I guarantee if the government the doesn't work against the military it's doable but the government is another hindrance to the military Bro, listen let me tell you this you were in the front lines who are we fighting against you listen, were mentioning you are saying I'm talking about Sunik that geographically they can't like they can't break through that they, they tried they've they been trying drones, they can't nothing. use drones air force they can try they are not gonna dude it's literally like between two mountains you got a piece of land and you're telling me a drone can't fly through that they could drive they could hit him with drones who cares you guys think the drones made the difference in the war what was, it, what was it? I think it did. No, no, it made a difference on the number of casualties we had, but we know lose morale too. It, yeah. it has a big effect on morale too. Yeah, but we learned how to go around with that. Okay, but all, all I'm saying is we could have still kicked their ass during the war, even if they had their drones. The thing that lost us, the war, was the incompetency or slash treason of the generals in the south. I mean, in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about. You know, our soldiers not being properly equipped. Yeah, so that's what, what that's there? what the soldier is asking you. Help me get equipped. Leave the rest up to me. The eighteen-year-old kid is asking for that. No, we have real professional soldiers there. That's their job. Twenty-five-year-old people that have been there for the last seven years and never left the military and. They're ready for And who's military? Remember when that? I was telling Armenia's you guys military. a few years back, a few shows back, I mentioned something around the lines where if anyone in Armenia wants to take power and they're over 35, they're done. You can't trust anyone in Armenia over the past guys age of that, Guys that they're are... done. They're all communists up there. They're done. They're cooked to the Russians. You need 35 and under. No one else can yeah. take charge. These guys that live there, they're like, we've retreated enough. That's it. We're not leaving. And we're going to die. And they're like, we will... Listen, if if Aliyev could have taken over Sunik in that region in the last six months, he would have brought his army. He tried many, many times. It's not like it's not like everything is reported every day on the news. They've tried to break through that corridor area. They can't. And that's what the guys are saying. All we need is the support of our people that we're not being left by ourselves on the island itself. Yeah. Support us. Support our backs. Backs, essentially. So the military needs to have things coming in. You strategically have to reload at night, preferably because... No, take care of our kids. Take care of... Make sure they have clothes on their back. Take care of the the villagers there to make sure that they can produce whatever tomatoes and stuff. Oh my so God. they don't leave. Guys, by the way, Merli and that region best fruits and vegetables i've had in the like this you guys don't understand how amazing the soil the is soil there. is there like it's insane like the pomegranate that i would eat there like literally like i would just bite into it and like just eat it like that like not even like peel it the 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 fruits the vegetables they're like dude this, 
and you go on top of the mountains you could you could literally see all essentially four seasons of in front of you and the weather is like think of san diego you know how around the year is like 80 degrees that's yeah. how that's how Mary is the whole time um, and the people there somewhere amazing. can get a little hotter yeah but honest. like but but like you know but like people there are like amazing like there's little things that I would do to help like just civilians that would sometimes come into the hospital next day they would load up with the car man filled with all the vegetables whatever they grew the whole year as a gratitude you know like that's the real Armenian that's there and these guys like sent every single one of their kids to like the military they're all like ready to die and they know like they can't break through that if there's nobody internally that's going to sabotage it we just got to stop that and we got to let our soldiers know they're not alone man like yeah the diaspora everybody's depressed but no dude we do care about you we do care about not losing sunik like we have to care man like otherwise if we get cut off from iran like we're done now you being there seeing what was going on in the front lines majority of the war how was it fought Majority of the war in, in in what sense? Like what were they what were they attacking us with, and what were we attacking them with? We never actually attacked them. Per so se. okay, what were what were we defending our lands with? We were strategically in a position where, if certain retreats didn't happen, if things that we were we could have defended instead of coming back, and I don't know who made Retreat. those calls. Yeah, those areas would never. You got to put boots on the but ground, no, that's right? That's not what I'm asking, though. I'm asking, what were we defending our lands with? We had, we had in terms of military equipment, yes. stuff, we had, we were, we had enough military equipment where we could have defended that and essentially won the war. Because for us, winning the war means like what, right? Defending our lands, defending exactly. what is rightfully ours. Yeah, that's that's it. What were they attacking us with? Majority of the time. I mean, yeah, they had like. High-end artillery, you know, the drones, obviously, and... Would you say we were maybe 30, 40 years behind in no, military? No, 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 no not at we all. We didn't use majority of the equipment that was available. Some majority. of them were, like, literally... the 90% the of the ammunition or 90% of the stocks were never touched and handed to the enemy. Listen, I, I, I saw many guys, and all they said was, like, yeah, they were missing, like, you know, the vests, whatever, but they never said, like, oh, my God, I needed, like, this whatever the only reason why i say this is because i've seen two documentaries about the artsakh war that took place last year and you look at the soldiers and the way they're equipped but there, there was there was no again equipment. those listen those were not our our that's not our army right those are the guys that are there like 18 19 year olds for two years so what about all these videos they, online on instagram were, they were, they on snapchat and majority of the armenian army was not used during the war the army i'm talking about professional guys so th- basically it was just let's sacrifice these 18 19 year old kids take it as you wish yeah the, the if you if you look at our real prof- in, in, and you know what the excuse was like hey if we pull our army out from the the borders like turkey would come in i'm like dude russia is defending that side of the armenian you know what i mean our borders russia has got that covered so if you're going to pull your army, put the 18-year-olds that's on that side. That's another mistake. I'm sorry, bro. No, I got to tell you. That's no, another one. No, I'm mistake. saying put the 18, 19-year-olds on that border. Yes. Take the professional guys onto the front line. 
then like how many times you know Hadrut was like taken over by us and then strategically retreat given back to the Turks three times and why is this not being exposed why is this not being brought up to more people why are there still like, zombies you know, you know how many friends I've lost since but the war family members cousins relatives I'm like dude this is this is what I saw I'm saying it stop saying bullshit I'm like I saw it with my own eyes. I don't are they asleep? Are they zombies? What's going on? No, majority of them, like maybe us, we're too comfortable in America, bro. We don't want to admit to the truth. And what Listen, are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to I go fight? Neither one of us knows how to hold a gun. No, no, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is like, be honest, people, people just don't believe. I know believe. how to shoot at a piece of paper at 20 feet. That's it. The people just don't believe you, man. When I say, look, I was there when Shushi was happening and we did not give up Shushi. Like fighting, we gave it up on a piece of paper. They're like, Sutas. I'm like, I could be wrong about everything and anything, but there I was there. I went through Kelvajar when Karvajar, I don't want to use that word. I was, I literally went through there. There was not a single soul. Yeah. So you wake up. I, I had a mini heart attack, man, when I saw that. Because you're like, I could understand everything, but those two things, like, why? How did Hadrut happen? Dude, I'm telling you, Hadrut, that was like, if there's, if anybody wants, like, if the, anyone the, the, wants the, to the, go look at the map of what I'm saying, it might make sense what he's about to say. Yeah, and, and let me put it to you this way. If anybody wants the smoking gun of like, why we lost the war, look into Hadrut. Oh, yeah. I, and, and I'll tell you this, there were non, there were, Non-Armenians who had helped us take Hadrut back three times. No, like Non-Armenians meaning? High chain. I could tell you guys. Asman, like, whoever is calling you and telling you retreat, why, who, why are you listening to the motherfucker? <laughs> Again, like, I wasn't there, right? I wasn't in Hadrut. But people are telling me this, and I'm I'm guys that were like injured that were brought in. I'm like, mm, you look, <laughs> you look white, man. <laughs> you don't look Armenian. I mean, it's pretty like it's it's known like who helped or who did or whatever. But like you start wondering, like, okay, there were people who were there to help us, and then they see this, there, and then they report back. They're like, dude, Armenians are giving themselves up. Why the hell are we there to help them? Right? You know how, how how my family found out I was in Artsakh? War Gonzo, man. That fucker was everywhere. Who? How? War Gonzo. How did he know more than any other journalist that yeah. lived in that You know War Gonzo, how? the Russian no, reporter? No, I have no idea who that is. Well, I just, he answered my question. How? Russian? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that made sense. So he, what, he, he, was report, he was reporting yeah, he was, something and your yeah, family video, saw you? Yeah, he had like, yeah. And what happened? They, I mean, <laughs> they try to call, and then like my, I mean, I mean, like their like phone lines are like, you know, barely any reception or whatever. And so, do you feel it, like the whole report about the cell phones were being used to attack the guys with the technology? Oh yeah. Is that? Oh yeah. So I'll tell you a story of one of my friends who was there. He's like, I was talking to this Armenian. Like he was, he's an old, old wolf or whatever we want to call him, right? Mm -hmm. Like. A veteran of Artsakh Wars is like, we're standing there, uh, and this 18 year old kid, again, Gimrezi, and 
I'm like, he's like, I'm gonna go call my mom. He's like, like, make sure like no more than like 20, 30 seconds on the phone. It's like, but my summer me at poem gonna poem poem I'm gonna answer me at my my scarf family. Smatres ima jamana kichid alak hosa perciheto. Mama it also loves that's it. Say che che pop in the vanchin and as Maginats and com. Hanet zanktovets mama smokes quamar me at poem gonna smell like three words in the fucking drone comes right on his head. So I had to pick up his pieces in a piece of like clothing that I found to wrap it in and bring him back for the parents. So I imagine there's this shit going on and I'm collecting the kids' body parts to take it to the family. Yeah, so they would localize you with the GPS on your phone. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean... Well, yeah, were you at the front lines the whole time? Or no, I, I, got, I, got, I got... hospital. I got moved around like... So I was in Maghrib, Khanzoresk, Vartanis, and then uh, Stepanak, Trushi area. And there. So like... But I was you were a big with horror. the soldiers or in the mil- in the uh, like the hospitals or the so majority of it clinics or what did you so majority have? of it was like let's say on um, field hospital on field hospital and then or like um like a Tenth. civilian hospital that we converted to like military mm-hmm. so and then in Stepan I get there were two hospitals there was like the main hospital the guy who built it um, who financed it Ashish Samvel Nayatachem Sukhalum. My God, dude. Cedar Sinai, Galucha Karnatova. Really? Amazing hospital, man. The bunkers underneath. Full on hospital underneath. ORs, recovery room at Golmitz. You're like, dude, we could do it. Look. If we put our bodies to it, huh? Look what we built. Like, we can. You know? Yeah. Like, and the, and, and the way, I mean, top of the line technology, everything like that. And then you see the smirch that was like right next to it. You know how they hit the hospital. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And then you go to the military hospital in Stepanagar, man. My God, that was like an insanely crazy scene, man. Like it's really hard to like like describe the stuff you see there. You you watch it in movies and horrors and movies and you're like this can't, sometimes you wake up I like I wake up I'm like this is like so surreal you know did you get any sleep over there yeah no man well, you, you can't you, you just can't so one of the physicians Donoyan he's, he's been on the news because he's being like prosecuted or something in Armenia for whatever he's a physician from here no 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 from Armenia he was there from the first war on like when we were taking over Shushi the first time like now You're talking about first time as in the 90s or 90s yeah okay. yeah no I'm saying he was he's been a physician since in the war since then okay so he was there during this war too when I saw so he started off in the the front lines in like Fizuli Jabra elites like as a uh, army like a, what do you call it, field medic and started coming back as we were like retreating right and then I saw him in Stepanagert dude there was a point where the guy didn't sleep for like almost 72 hours straight so imagine like you got these beds next to each other, you got like soldiers, and and over there you can't do much because like let's say you have to do like you know the guy's liver or like you know he has some kind of uh, some kind of other like body damage right like the leg or whatever like you just stabilize them like put like freaking gauze in there just to like not bleed and you just send them off to the other one. Because if you spent the whole time that you need to like do the surgery, like 
there's like 10 other people waiting like what were the majority of uh, wounded soldiers coming in with were they bullet wounds no I, I do I, I barely saw any bullet wounds shrapnel wounds yeah so when it was essentially and the problem with that is we, like they were saying like we learned a lot during this war because when when you get hit with the bullet and I I, I went to med school in Chicago I saw my share of a like, lot of shootings I, I've done like trauma like guys like with bullets everywhere from their asshole to their head right <laughs> but when the bullet hits you, you either die or like you get one organ like punctured, yeah, punctured, and you're like you fall, right? But when the drone hits you, we call it poly organ damage. See, so you like your pressure. liver, huh? It's all shrapnel, basically. Shrapnel. Shrapnel, yeah, so like, or sometimes literally could fall on your head and like blow you up essentially, and then like you could have like your lungs, your heart, your liver, your kidneys. You're like so. Where 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 do you start from? See, Ed, Edgar uh, Akopian was mentioning something about, you know, us saying, oh, you guys are mentioning something about, you know, the, the war was fought only by drones, only by drones. But majority of the wounds that are coming in and the wounded soldiers that are coming in are from drone injuries. Yeah, yeah because those guys, I'm telling you, they couldn't come in to shoot our guys. They never saw our guys in that way. So it was basically from wherever they were based out of, wherever the drone took off from. No actual hand-to-hand combat was taken. Very minimal. Again, of course, it's not zero. It's only ten percent right? of very what happened that's in the nineties. Minimal, 90s, minimal, basically. minimal. Very yeah. minimal. This is why, from a medical perspective, it was a completely learning process for for the medical community in terms of like military medicine. Because how do you deal with these kinds of injuries? The whole We've, world was watching, and you saw yeah. white phosphorus as well. I'm assuming. Yeah. And how did you guys deal with stuff like that? Because Haikan Tabalian, who was, you know, he was, oh, was yeah, on the he's front from well. UCLA, right? Yeah, yeah, he was on our podcast as well. He talked about it. But, I mean, seeing white phosphorus and how you guys would treat it, how much of that was taking place? Did you see it actually take place as well? I mean, we, I was there when the whole thing just kind of, and, and again, I, I didn't know what's going on, right? Like, nobody's, like, reporting to me. Like, so I'll tell you a funny story um, right before, uh, right after that. But, like, you're confused. You're like, this can't be happening, right? The world's watching because there's nothing else going on in the world in terms of like a war. This can't be that, what we think it is. But then you see guys coming down from where they would hit and you're like, no, these guys are, that's what it is. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, this is where the international community is about to step in and like... Complete silence. Yeah, and this is where the international... War, war crimes. Yeah, and this is where you're going to hear like all liberals on all kinds of like parts of the world speak up against human rights and you're like nothing nobody's talking about it and then they ask for like samples and armenian government is like oh sorry we didn't refrigerate them (laughs) are you serious yeah you're like what the hell is wrong with you didn't refrigerate those samples so they can prove like no okay so who's side, just who's side are they working on? That's just failure. I, 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 here, let me put it to you this: I'll provide the data. You do the extrapolations. It's so, like, so it's like it's like catching Escobar and saying, "All right, where's the evidence?" Oh, we 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 decided to just burn it all. Yeah. So let me that tell you. It reminds fun- me of those thirty thousand emails. I swear to God. Let me let me tell you a funny story. When I got to Stepan, I get it, and they're like. They're like, oh yeah, you know, so we'll give you a nice room. Like it's like three floors. They g- they put me on the third floor in like patient rooms, right? Like guys, like because every time like you know the siren would go off, like there's a 
everybody would run to the bunker i'm like I, well, i'm the only one on the third fucking floor man like if that <laughs> shit hits i'm the first to go they're like we're giving you the high class treatment to us you know we're giving you all I'm like guys like i'm on this the is third not the treatment yeah. i want so, so the first day like i don't know i think i even posted it on facebook like the siren goes off right so everybody's like go down to the bunker bro i barely had any sleep right like like okay love i go downstairs we wait 10 minutes i go back up 20 minutes later the damn thing goes on again right second time i go down head hell out third time the fucking siren goes on again i'm like dude i don't give a fuck what goes on i'm not leaving my bed i'm gonna sleep man i'm like i need to catch some you know sleep like i don't care if that thing hits me i don't care anymore you know i'm like and then they're like dude uh I'm like, you guys gave me the third floor suite. Like, you know, <laughs> couldn't you put me in a bunker? They're like, no, we wanted to give you your comfortable. Yeah. You the have view. If I'm the building <laughs> collapses, okay, I'll be on top of you guys. <laughs> we want you to see the, joke, we want man. you to see those the guys, missile hitting Those guys, you. like, I'm telling you, the, they took amazing care of us, though. Like, they had, at one point, like, there was no food coming in. And um, I, sometimes it brings tears, like, so then the nurse knocks on my door he's like doc like i got you like a morning breakfast bro it was one scrambled egg right i mean this is for the whole staff in that hospital like there was no f- there was no food coming into our talk you guys like I, people don't imagine like all the all the stores and stuff were like open for people to go grab dude that thing is i'll tell you a cigarette story too if, if anybody doesn't know i smoke like i did over there so i'll tell you a funny cigarette story but there was no food. Like people were like literally like pieces of bread, like each work out with like. So when I see this like one egg coming in, I'm like, how can I eat this when like there's a there's another majority step. of them not eating it. Yeah, and and there's like a soldier that could eat. Like I'm like I'm like as Havki Chamsi gives me like issues. Like please take it, but like they and then the head charge nurse like. Like, you know, like you're conscious, like you see these people, man. Like, how can I? So much I do, but that's where God on us, me, bananas. Otherwise, like, but like, but even in that moment, like their their willingness to like give whatever they had, you know. And we had like some fucking amazing doctors from all across the world, even non-Armenians flying in to help, man. Like we have one top question. surgeons from Sweden and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, man, this is a humanitarian crisis. I have to be here. It was one question from a viewer we have. Uh, did you ever work at Stepanakert Military Hospital? Did you provide I, help I, at that specific? I I, I, so I, 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 I went there for a few hours and then. Uh, we would go back and forth transporting. So I I wor- I didn't work there exclusively, but yeah, I interacted. One there. of the places. Yeah, because there's two hospitals, right? The main hospital and the and the Stepanaget Gospital, they call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that hospital, man, that that. As I, far as the choices, you was going you going into the medical field. Did that have any? Did the ninety four war and you being from Gyumri, was that something inside of you that you were ready to help? Before this war, you had it because I, I feel I feel I, like, I knew, like you I, already knew this was coming yeah, and you were prepped yeah, for this. So in some ways, like growing up as a kid, like I, I don't know if you guys ever listened to Nersik Ispirian. He has a song yes. about the the Armenian doctors during the first war with the helicopter that crashed and killed all four of them. 
that song always stuck in my head. I'm like, these guys were willing to die for our people. Like, I want to be a physician. Part of it was like, I want to be ready if anything like this happens. Because I know I could be helpful, right? But I never like really imagined it's going to happen. Like, literally one day I'm sitting, the next more like night, like it's happening like right now. You know, so for me, it was like, it was like obvious that I'm, if I can, I'm going to go there. You know what I mean? And and I think most people that I speak to or know, like wanted to be on the ground and help in any way they can. But some felt like they can be more useful from the outside. And, and you know, and the stuff people see there, man, like I don't, I just wish, wish it upon my enemy. Let me put it to you that way. So those... That's the other thing. When I came back, I said, we need psychiatrists and psychologists on ground, like right now. Those kids, what they saw, 18, 19, dude, like your Ramanantar gets cut in half and body flies off or like the head rolls in front of you. 18 years old, you see that? Or like one of the kids, like I can't forget his face because I made a promise to him that I couldn't keep. And it still like tears me up because he was brought in and he, all I, I was trying to do everything possible to send this kid home for a day to see his mom, like to even just give her a hug, you know. That general that was there, I was like, dude, like, I'll even bring him back to make sure he comes back. He's like, I can't send him home. If I send him home, everybody, the stuff that this kid saw, he couldn't. He was like sleep, not sleepwalking, like literally, like in in front of his door. Um, hospital door like he was just walking back and forth pacing he's like he's like dude at one point i see my haramanatar's head rolling in front of me then i turn around like two of my friends are literally burning not burned and they're screaming my name or help me he's like he lives with that guilt and he's seeing this in front of his eyes every day and i wanted to send him home to like kind of I couldn't man and so when I walked by him he looked at me like you fucking you failed me too like I I couldn't go home to see my mom like I can't forget I don't know what happened with that kid that's the other thing like that kid goes to the front line like like the sound of a rock falling he's just gonna snap imagine that kid now goes back and you're like so what I can't get Mati Major PTSD. Major, major PTSD. Who's dealing with all this? Finally, there's stuff. But, you know, this is why I came back. I talked to a lot of my psychiatry and psychology. I said, guys, like, we need to get on this. Like, we're we're going to become a li- another, like, um, what do you call it? Vietnam War vets, you know, that are now becoming alcoholics and druggies because their psychological, like, the trauma wasn't cured properly. This is like th- this is what's also gonna kill Armenia. Ten thousand people, druggies and alcoholics. That's the future, right? Like we need to like get on top of this now, so that whatever, like, two thousand one and two thousand two birthdays we have, that survived, could live like some kind of a life. But the the courageous stuff that I saw there too, man. I'm like, man, these guys are like. A whole nother level like the stuff that they would do like a 19 year old 20 year old i'm like dude what was i doing when i was 18 19 years old <laughs> holy shit man like i used to play hockey and i thought i was a tough guy going after somebody in the hockey game 
these guys would literally go up against like like there was one point where it was like 20 of them around the Mer- like uh job Merli, like they just say Fizuli Kormela. 20 of them would literally amongst like 500 Azeris coming at them with like full on artillery these guys like literally fought till their very last bullet and until the enemy like pretty much retreated and 18 19 year olds would also make chat like yeah part of it is because they're 18 19 they don't know what the hell is going on but like dude like think about yourself 18 19 like would you have that courage let's be honest right and I, I mean, I can't can, imagine. Can, uh, just imagine. I can't yeah. even imagine. No. Yeah, what about the Armenian girls, man? I think I've told you guys the story of the Armenian medical students that came in to help. These girls without any vest, nothing. They would sit on in that ambulance going from Goris to Stepanaget. Remember, cell phones off, lights off. The car is traveling like freaking like a like a missile, right? Because drones hitting you. And then on their way back, it's even worse because now you have to take care of a critically injured soldier. Like, you know, you have to monitor their, their um, vital, signs, vital everything. signs, everything. You know, you have to provide like medical care as the guy is driving like crazy and you have a drone potentially hitting you. With the smile on their face, I'm like, dude, like this is Esahaya. It's insane, huh? Yeah. Those girls, man, and... They didn't have to be there, right? Like, why are you here as a joke? This is the least I could do. Those are real Armenians, by the way. As far as the help from the front lines to the hospitals, how was that? Listen, it depends on what, where, where, what region you were in. Sometimes they would have like, and again, nothing against like, dentist right like I, I have a lot of dentists but a dentist shouldn't be on the front line bringing down soldiers and stabilizing them right like yeah i'm not even talking about like phys- like you have to have people trained for first aid that are ER, you know what i mean trauma. like trauma like i wouldn't want an anesthesiologist in there either you know what i mean it's yeah. not like against it but some of these guys were like just dentists i'm like what, what did you like properly it's like dude like i'm here i just I, yeah i just i'm here yeah. that's it like this is the other thing like i've approached certain people in armenia to because part of the hospital system i work at is attached to the va said why don't we start a training program military training medical training of soldiers of first aid right like simple stuff like you know for example if there's two guys injured right one guy's screaming right like he's a fucking war hero and another guy's slouched sitting down on the corner right which one of those two guys do you go and help first the, the guy that's, that's screaming slouched. or the one that's slouched maybe the one that's slouched <laughs> just, i don't no. know the one that's screaming because he's about to go into shock his adrenaline is like keeping him alive he's got 20 minutes the guy now. over there he's not making noise he's either gonna die or like his his his, his injuries are not bad where his adrenaline this guy here has like five, ten minutes before adrenaline goes down and his blood pressure drops and he's dead, right? So these are like stuff that like you have you to be to prepared for, right? Are there any medics, military medics? There, there are some, but like we just didn't have enough, and they were sending people that were completely. Jack, like how old are you? <laughs> in my mid thirties, let's say. 
Let's say that's good enough. No, someone yeah. said I see like twenty five. You look twenty five. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Maybe they should be the one making like my Tinder page or something. <laughs> they know how to advertise me better. So at this point, we've established our doctor here is uh, available as well. Single, single doctor <laughs> at this point. Is that safe to say? Yeah, no, no. But that was a complete joke. <laughs> that, that's a Tinder joke. Yeah, I was just saying like advertise. But yeah, like I approached them. I said, let's start like military, like medical training for these people. They're like, oh, it's okay. We know how to do it. I said, okay. How long were you in Armenia for? Or Artsakh for? Like, I think it was like 25 days, 26 days. Psychologically, how did, how did you bring yourself back to reality when coming back here? Have I brought myself back? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, I'm telling you, there were days where like, the sound of a refrigerator makes it sound like it's almost the same sound like as a drone. The refrigerator. Like, you know, like, sometimes I would just jump. And then uh, when I would wake up, like, and then I would try to close my eyes, you would see those, those faces of those kids. So you went through PTSD yourself? Still is? I'm not a tough guy, man. I'm not going to say I didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. Like, a part of it is like, look, I've seen my trauma, like, in Chicago, man. I've seen stuff, like, it wasn't the actual physical stuff being torn apart. It was seeing, like, it's your own people. People, kids. They're, they're, like, they're like kids for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most, like, like, some of them don't even have facial hair, man. They're half your age, in a sense. Yeah. And 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 you're looking at them. You're like, inch, like, what? for what? Yeah, yeah. Well, they understand for what. They see. I sometimes am. Um, sometimes I'm very, like, jealous of those guys that died. Because when they died, we had Artsakh, and they knew like Haikagan Duhaga So that's the picture they had when they died, right? And then, luckily, they didn't see what they left behind. So when they were dying, this is what they had. So the people that went and didn't die, imagine how much more terrifying it is in terms of like the body injury and the mental trauma and all of this. Dude, what I saw was like one billionth of what some of the guys saw every single day over there. Like some of these guys tell the story like, you know, like getting a parvats, like literally like imagine body parts thrown around and they're just like collecting and digging. Like... You take the bottom part of the body and just put it on top of your shoulder and you're running to, to give something back to your family, like to the soldier's family. Like, How do you even identify that part of the body? So as a co- like since you're fighting with your friend next to you, you know who that person is. Yeah. It's your you responsibility spawned. to bring a portion at least Whatever. of the body for the family to lay to rest in a sense. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like Instead of, like, thinking about, like, uh, my friend Otto, like, he literally took off his, like, vest and stuff so that he could, you know, extra weight, put his Ramanatar on the back, and he literally carried him. It's like, here, take this, whatever you can. Like, that's the kind of guys we had fighting, man. So you're telling me, like, this is the 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 thing that any any enemy could beat in terms of, like, no, they they, they can't kill that spirit, man. And those guys, like... Any of them you talk to, they're ready, then they're there, ready to go. So I want to swing this question a little bit differently. With everything going on with the coronavirus today, 
Armenian military, head of the Armenian military, is trying to vaccinate military members who are literally standing under the clear skies at night. What yeah, happens to these military men? That the problem is that you can't donate blood. That's one of the problems. That's a big problem. You, what do you mean you can't donate If blood? you've been vaccinated. You can't donate oh. blood. Right? Why not? It's just part of, like, anything you put in your body. That doesn't make sense. We've been vaccinated before. Yeah, bec- but this is a new thing, right? Is it the mRNA that's... It's, it's part of the whole vaccine cocktail. Like, even if... I used to donate blood a lot to the children's hospital here. And, like, even if you go, go get, like, a tattoo or something, you can't donate for a year. Right, so just just part of like the safety protocol, right? Because you don't know what's in there and how, like, so if you want to, well, pro- oh, no, 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 I know what's in the vaccine, guys. Say that really so, slowly. slowly. <laughs> so no, no, I know what's in the vaccine. What I'm saying is like that sort of batch of vaccine that you get, like if it's contaminated. So what you're trying to say is it. experimental. No, 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 no. I'm saying when the production of the vaccine happens in that batch, they might have like some kind of contamination, infection. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like everybody. I'm just saying like, so it's just good protocol not to have people who've been recently vaccinated. Hold on, before before we Recently or ever? Like No, 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 within a year. (coughs) So after a year, you can donate again. Oh, you can donate after After a year. year. Ah, But then after a year, you're considered non-vaccinated too. Correct? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm talking about specifically in this time where like maybe blood donations are going to be like really important, Definitely. right? Then who's better to donate than the guy? Of course, like, yeah, you shouldn't let another soldier. But when you're limited, like the guy next to you is only going to be another soldier to donate, right? So all I'm saying is, they, if they want to have a strategical vaccination of the army, it has to be done in like, in my opinion, like, in like. Groups, groups in yeah. some coordinated strategical so way. When a military ma- member is on the front lines, at this point we're trying to build new bunkers, which some of these guys in this winter uh, yeah. are sleeping on the ground. <laughs> Corona now, is the last thing that is going to kill That's on their them. mind, exactly. But when you give them this vaccine today and their immune goes down, right? It's, no, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is mess like, with the immune system, this doesn't is, this it? No, it's not gonna. It's not that. All I'm saying is that if they really care about our soldiers, like there's ten things before the vaccine they should be doing. Hundred percent. Right. Do they care? So, a lot of people are asking, what and, and, and <laughs> that's the billion-dollar question: What do we do? What do we do? As what like do as an do? Armenian Armen- like in terms of the Armenian situation right now. Yes. Overall, dude. There are many, many different kinds of projects happening right now to help. If anybody wants to know, give them my Facebook page or phone number. Let them contact me directly. I could, I'm not saying do it through me. I'm saying I'll give you somebody on the ground there that you could talk to where you will get the pictures, you will get the photos of things happening that you're helping with. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you could see what your help is going towards, right? Some of these guys... Don't even need like much help. They're like, dude, like I want to just have somebody that talks to me, like the frontline guys that I know that cares, that calls and says, hey, how's it going today? You know what I mean? Moral support, emotional support, support of like, I don't know, whatever you can, whatever, I don't know. Each person has like, 
their career, their job. So each of us could like help in a different way. Whatever you're doing, you're good at or whatever. And you're like, how can I be a help? I can name like organizations right now that are doing it or call me, message me and I'll direct you to the person that will assist you on how you could be helpful. If right. anybody out there want, we will have his contact on yeah. the description. If anyone does want to help with something, they could reach out to you yeah. via you're a teacher. social you're, media. You're, you know, want to help out like with the school infrastructure, whatever. You know what I mean? You want emotional support, whatever support. Like, even get to know the kids there. You know what I mean? They got, you have kids. Let them. Let you know. If you run a school or something, have them interact with the kids and see unique. Like, I don't know, via FaceTime or whatever. Get them to know, like, there's brothers and sisters who care about them. They're not just, like, you know. On their own. On thing. their own. You know how much moral support that provides for the people there? Yeah, you're going to say, oh, okay, that's not going to fight against the Azari army. Don't worry about that. Do your part. It'll all, like, add up. You know what I mean? As far as... Uh as far as the coronavirus is concerned, when the war broke out, obviously we were in the, you know, the middle of a global, call it pandemic, call it pandemic, <laughs> call it whatever you want to call it. Um, okay, this is where we might go. Like, we, you know, yeah, it's, okay. it's a possibility. It's a possibility. We, yeah. but as far as you know, what was going on with the whole coronavirus and everything, uh, you mentioned, you know, a little while ago, you know, the world was silent. Like, no one was saying anything regarding the war crimes that were taking place. Do you think the pandemic was, or the pandemic was something that had, uh, was in favor for the Azeris? Because they said, all right, you know what? The entire world is occupied with something else. I think this is the perfect timing to... No, I, I just I just think it was more of a geopolitical timing thing rather than the pandemic. I think it would have happened regardless if there was a pandemic going on. But they definitely took advantage of it. They what? knew like you were under a burden, like military health care system wise, right? You were under a lot of economic stress because it caused global economic issues. And Armenia wasn't having any economic like, you know, yeah. breaking any records. So they know that like there were a lot of uh, issues going on in Armenia. And so the, it's a perfect time to take advantage of it. Now, as far as as far as uh, soldiers coming in, I mean, they're out and about fighting you know fighting against Azerbaijan were there soldiers coming back with COVID like symptoms I had, I had COVID patients that I had to quarantine in in, 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 in Megri for example and like were for, they sim symptomatic, symptomatic wise yeah like fever, fever like they were in shit situation like health wise like we had to like isolate them and there were then and COVID was running rapid I'll tell you this in, in, in the, within the army at the time because everybody but, was so just close to each other yeah and no, dude, nobody cared about like putting on masks or anything like that i mean i'm all for you know doing the right stuff medically we've had these arguments together right discussion conversations but like, yeah but like come on during the war like the guy's like dude i got like you know tanks at me here like telling it's me a, to yeah, like put yeah, on listen, a mask listen, there's a drone coming let me put my mask on let me put my mask on right the drones were checking for masks yeah, if you didn't have it, you know. <laughs> They'd wait for you to put it on. Yeah, but if you had it, they might, like, you know, hit it a little bit gently. You, did you guys at least have treatment options there? For Do we have treatment options now? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? There's no real like treatment. But you know, the well, medical system in Armenia was one of the good things in the last thirty years. Before the last. No, I mean, years. listen. They were like burdened, overburdened by it. I mean, I had friends from here who went there just to do COVID during the war. Like that was their thing. Like they worked in the hospital system in Erevan to do just COVID patients. Like the, it, it was overwhelming because w- when you say to do COVID patients, what's, like to do, what's to do COVID patients? What like do you stabilize mean? them, take care of them. When they come into the hospital, they're in the ICU, right? Like you have physicians that are like in Artsakh instead of being in there. Somebody has to take care of these sick patients, right? You have doctors who got sick that had to be home, so like to take care of patients, right? I mean, and. Um, the old the older people that were getting really sick and then we had you know you have to intubate them put them you know and then you had soldiers that needed the, the machine oxygen so you had to sometimes pick and choose because we weren't we don't have unlimited supplies right like seriously like think about it Armenia was fighting a war and a pandemic like how many times in history has that happened into any country can anyone like 1918 like there was well, war, World War One, but there was like a major like panic. Spanish flu, yeah, Spanish, Spanish flu. flu, Spanish. But flu but was there was it was going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanish same. flu and World so War One. When were you were saying you okay, don't think I so, I'm a, just saying, and it's not the second time only this happened a hundred years right right prior to that too. I take that back then, but like <laughs> for a country like Armenia to be able to battle both, you know, it's especially with the resources that we had. Well, exactly, but it was a. World War back then. This was yeah, uh, correct. Uh, r- r- local, regional. I mean, uh, for yeah. for us, the caliber of war that we were in, you could consider it uh, a war that was way above our heads. Yeah, and, and to, to to be able to deal with that plus the uh, external pressure and, and and then the international community, they were just turning their observ- back. No, 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 no. They were very observant to try to see our our eighteen, nineteen year olds. Yeah, were used. To test out the weapons of the future. Yeah. What do they call it? Like fifth generation or whatever? Fifth generation w- weapons? No. Pretty much. But they were being used on our 18 and 19-year-olds. Yeah. And the rest of the world that were making these weapons were just watching and taking numbers. That's it. Now, as a physician or a doctor, I mean, obviously, Armenia is continuing to fight the war against Azerbaijan and Turkey and whoever it is that we're fighting as far as the other countries. Um Having 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, all the way up to 25-year-old, young, healthy men fighting against, you know, the Azeris, would you recommend them to be vaccinated in order to go, go into war and fight? Recommended? Yes, I wouldn't mandate it. Very good answer. I like that, doctor. And, and again, it's, a, it's, it's very, like, individual. Like, there are some people, like, we would we wouldn't believe like they had eighteen twenty nineteen year old but they have pre existing conditions or some issues right so what is what is the vaccine gonna do to them being out in the front lines that an unvaccinated they do come home they do interact with others there are other people that they work with you know it's not like they're gonna go there and stay there and never come back so home. I mean can they not get covid if they get vaccinated no i nobody anybody who says just because you've had the vaccine you're not gonna get covid is lying it's a it's it decreases your chances of getting COVID. In fact, the data doesn't say you're not going to get COVID. It says if you get COVID, it's you not going to be as it. bad. What about right. what about natural immunity? Yeah, if you think somebody you're going to make a, somebody who has antibodies, 
if you if you've had it and you survived it yeah but like the vaccine gives you that extra like level of um, no. sort of protection so would you recommend but like if you're a 21 year old healthy otherwise right you've had it so if you don't want to do it transitioning into covid or what are we doing we already have oh, bro. it's been about if, five minutes now if you don't want to have the vaccine john pull your pants down we're gonna yeah, get your lube ready john yeah, i know you've been waiting for this. no no so if, if, if you're by the way john thinks we only discuss vaccine and covid with auto leasing and you know people that have no idea what they're talking about so we have a legit physician scientist doctor so so what i'm saying is means doctor. <laughs> um, no for john to understand <laughs> No, no, that's for John. For John, John. Okay. when you say physician to John, he'd be like, "What do you mean, physician? Is he so like a PE teacher?" So, so if you're a, if you're a 21 year old, otherwise healthy, you've had COVID. Like, am I gonna force you to get it? No, not. A, I don't want to say f- force no. is a very strong word. No, 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 no. Because no, because I, there are being there are. There's, they're mandating certain, you know, you know, your employer forces you to have no, vaccine. Th- th- again, employer, we'll get into like employer and stuff later. Okay. But like as far as you have a 21-year-old, a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old kid who's going to be basically going out, you know, serving his country. He's had COVID. You've tested no. his blood. He has antibodies. Would that be some something where you would go, uh, you know what, let's give you the vaccine to boost your immunity even higher than what it is? I would offer, but if they say no, I'm not gonna push it. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not I, I wouldn't like the best stance. If every doctor had your stance, like look, I'm against like kids getting like vaccinated. What age? What age? What's like the... maybe ten, twelve years old up to at least. I could even go a little bit higher. Like and and now to make it mandatory, like dude, for the, anyone, for uh, the data on kids is like shit. So I've had arguments with people on about the CDC data to make it mandatory. Yes, you could do it, but like, like the protection isn't like hundred percent clear. So let's not make policy on data that's not solid. Has your perception, your viewpoint, your position on any of this changed since, say, March of twenty twenty? No, it has never changed. I'm all for vaccine. You're still you you still agree with everything you agreed with. Almost from March 2020 till now, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing's changed. For no, you. because from the very beginning, I was kind of controversial. I always said that like this virus is not a typical virus. Look at the genetics; it's not something that spontaneously happened in a, in, a, in nature. Right. So, uh, was I, it, I, so was it lab created? I, I in your dude, opinion. So, if you guys ever watch my Facebook page, like you would see, like I even did art of like of COVID being created. It's it wasn't an intentional thing. All I'm saying is. Yes, it could have been created. It probably was created in a lab to study coronaviruses and how to combat coronaviruses because anybody in the medical research field knew that this kind of virus could be a threat in the future. Ten years from now, people, when we were, when scientists were asking money to study these things, people were like, no, you don't need this. Let's spend the money on like creating more drones to kill people, right? Because anybody with a science background in immunology or in medicine would know like, these things are going to be a threat in the future. We should start studying them now. So I think what happened was in China, they started creating these, uh, you know, recombinant viruses to be able to study it in a human, right? Like uh, in a human, in a, ma- in a non-bat, you know, the bat. Right. 
animal system, like in a rat or bunny or whatever, right? Rodent. Rodent. So, and I think what ended up happening is one of the lab technicians, because if you look at like the regulations in those parts of the country in terms of like what level, like, you know, we have BSL levels where it's like how safe mm-hmm. the, the person, like they're, they're, they have poor regulation. And so possibly like a technician working there ended up like spilling it on herself or herself, walked out with the virus, got sick and just walked out. You Did really, it, you, you, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying somebody intentionally released it, but yes, it could have been made in a lab to study. I'm so, to so has the, has the virus itself ever been isolated and studied? Yeah. The genetics, when? like the genetics and before, the sequ- before the breakout. Dude, Majority of it was listen, if you guys before. if you guys look at my YouTube page that I had like science talks I was talking about this the December of 2019 okay. and and so the genetics of this was like already like sequenced but, you but the virus has never been isolated though 2019 the virus has never been isolated what do you mean isolated okay when when for example when you have when you have an infection and you antibiotics are prescribed right Bacterial so, infection? Yeah. Okay. How do you determine which antibiotic works? Well, so, so viruses are different than bacteria in that sense, right? Yeah. An- antibiotics, you know, you, you, you put whatever the person's, like, let's say they have a sample a from panel. the lungs. Yeah. yeah. And then you hit them with all the antibiotics, see which one they're resistant or, to, or they're uh, sensitive specific, to. That specific bacteria. St- bacteria strain that is infecting right. that person at that moment. Okay. So, so a lot of viruses, like, you can't isolate, per se. It's hard to culture them. But COVID itself has never been taken out of a patient, put into a different host, studied it to come up with a solution for it. It's never been done. Taken out. It's, it's hard. To, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to isolate these viruses because the virus can't grow on itself. Like No, no. I said to and put it into a host. You need a host. Yeah. Right, so, but... Has it ever been done? But that whole... Yeah, they've created rat models now where, like, they've I changed the, the, the immune system of the rat so that you can infect it with a human... Because, so, so the virus... No, no, right? I'm not, not generally speaking. I'm referring to coronavirus. Yes, yeah, no, for SARS, like... It, not not SARS before. No, no, they're, they're all coronavirus. COVID-19. COVID-19. This speci- because because remember, this is, a spe- this is a different type of SARS. This no, is a different it's, type it's, of coronavirus. This is something no, no, we haven't really seen different. before. It's not really different per se. It's the family of coronaviruses, right? Right, but this specific one has never been isolated and studied. It's being done. So when you say isolated, I don't know what you mean. Meaning, for example, if if there's this is a human being, this is you know a patient zero. Right. We take the coronavirus from this individual, right, saying, put it into this new host. Yeah, but see, what I'm saying is, this new host, you're not going to put it into another human, obviously, right? You can. You're going to get somebody else sick, right? There's plenty of people volunteering their kids for these trials. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Bro, you have, you no, have, no. You have uh, school officials vaccinating their five-year-old children. 
No, 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 guys. Not like, their children. No, other no, but what I'm children. saying is, if it, it right. just because it infects a human, their to get that same virus school. to infect another animal, like even a, a mm-hmm. mouse or, or, or a bunny, it's not like an easy task, right? Well, because, because this, but this virus was again never for humans, right? It was it was due to the gain of function that. But well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the corona, no, we have coronaviruses every day, right? Of course. Yeah, this is why. Like it's a respiratory virus. Right, right. Yeah. So it's not like we haven't seen this per se, but like. This specific virus was, I like, taken from like a bat, and like what altered using what method? Like recombinant Gain genetic of function? Is that what it's called? No, 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 it's genetic. <laughs> no, no, no. Gain, no. Why can't you call it what it no, is? No, 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 no. Because I want to be more detailed. Because <laughs> gain of function gen- generally means like you said. How did it happen? Yes. It's essentially like genetic scissors. You take pieces of the dna you cut it you uh-huh. add it you could do gain of function meaning like now it has the ability More to infect to infect something else right a higher function ability so, to yeah but gain of function is a generic term for all kinds of recombinant technology so I'm, i don't want to use that term like as a scary tactic yes they it gave the ability to like infect a non-bat so host. they mutated it uh, yeah but it's more than a mutation because a mutation is like small changes like recombinant technology you could like take big chunks of dna add stuff on there take stuff away so they customized it yeah whatever you want so when the genetic so the genetics of this was like published like pretty rapidly in fact the whole sequence of the virus isolated virus of sars Mm -hmm. so like you could go i could show you online like the sequence and everybody that looked at it realized like no you can't so if you look at evolution evolution doesn't do like like big changes in DNA, right? Evolution does like small mutations, but like when you look at this virus, like you could see like large chunks of DNA change. You're like, that doesn't really. So, I mean, is there, is there, you mentioned like you said somebody possibly spilled the, the virus on top of themselves. They left the laboratory and it spread. So would you consider that person patient zero? I would. Yeah. So, I mean, is there a patient zero on record right now in China that they've basically take it and said all right because when originally it came out and the media was talking about it they basically said some guy ate a bat and it basically just mutated and but that's what i'm saying like if you looked at those reports and then you look at the genetic changes you're like it cannot have rapidly mutated that fast to to become a human and those big changes in the dna it's not the cause of it's like jumping from a bat to a human like anybody with a genetics background or a little bit of like science you could have googled the 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 sequence and compared it to like the bad coronavirus you could see it it's pretty obvious so this is why like it's like dude if you can't lie to a scientist like you could lie to a common person but like at least find a better way of lying saying like it jumped through a bat and then they they had another animal um um pangolin Yes, mm-hmm. I remember, remember pang- pangolin. Yeah. Pang- penguin. No, no, no. no pangolin. No, no, pangolin. Pangolin. What the hell's a pangolin? Yeah, pangolin. All right. What the fuck is a pangolin? It's an Asian raccoon. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck is a pangolin, bro? Dude, like, so, 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 no. I mean, so that's that's the other thing they said. It went from like a bat to a pangolin. Pangolin. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I've looked. So, so in your in your experience or in as a scientist, what is, in your opinion, or based on the data you've studied? What is the survival rate? Survival rate of what? What age? And, and again, it's not about like people G- dying or staying alive, right? Do do a average of everything from zero to hundred. What is the survival rate? I don't. I, 
I can't give you a number, but I could look at you know recent report. But that's not the point. The no, no, point well, I'm, no, I'm asking. There's a purpose of why I'm asking. It, Isn't I, it? I could give you like relatively speaking, and it's like maybe like flu level, ninety nine point nine something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my question to you is this: as a physician, a doctor, scientist, do you think? Did we ever have, uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember if we've ever had a lockdown or anything for, for the flu because you said it's oh, no, no. comparable so, to the flu, right? Yeah, but so this, so the thing is, like, with this virus, the problem was overwhelming the healthcare system, right? Giving us the chance to be able to, like, if you have, like, a thousand people coming into the hospital, like, there's only so many people you could go and help. Well, the thousand people were coming to the hospital because the me- media was scaring the shit out of them. No, I, no, no. Well, there. If you looked at my Facebook posts and all of that, I would always tell people like these are the criteria you should use before coming to the hospital. Just because you're sick with Corona, you shouldn't go to the hospital, right? Like unless you have like respiratory problems, I would always tell them to check their pulse oximeter, you know, their right. pulse. and oh, uh, the true. fever and all. I said if these three criteria, you know how many people like I've had the battle with, and like dude, stay home, monitor this. If your oxygen level is normal, you know you're not having any risk. Like, it's fine. You will probably get better. Stay home, right? But if these vital signs are like specific ones are changing, come to the hospital. You may crash. Because I've seen people, we call them, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, um, happy, happy, um, happy um, hypoxics. Okay. Like, they're like sitting here and like talking to you. And all of a sudden, they'll just crash. Boom. Their oxygen level drops, intubate right away. Otherwise, they can't breathe. But like if if the person were to check their pulse ox, mm-hmm. you would see like they were already in the mid or low not eighties, right? So the danger is at sixty. No, 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 no. The danger is like ninety one, ninety. Yeah, once you once you get into the low nineties, it's it's kind of yeah. Like you're on that threshold to like start crashing. That I would say, okay, if you're not like that, don't go to the hospital. See, I don't want to see more patients that I'm not going to be able to do anything anyway. I'm just going to monitor you just the same way you're monitoring at home. Leave me the time to monitor the guy that's about to crash that needs intubation that needs all of the medical because, care. Because uh, see, this is what I've been noticing, and I've and I've had this conversation with multiple people, where I asked them prior to, to prior to this whole pandemic that happened, this entire coronavirus outbreak that took place. Were were you ever sick to the point where you were like, "Fuck, I have to go to the hospital"? Some people say, "Yeah." There's been right. times where I've had pneumonia. I've had a really right. bad case case of the flu. And I said at that moment in time, call it 2018, call it 2017, call it 2012. Right. Did you ever think to yourself, fuck, I'm going to die. That's it. End of my life. They're like, no. I said, why? Well, this is, it's not the coronavirus. Yeah, I, see, that, that's the other thing. Like, I hate the way, like, the media, the PR, the government, like, just, just kind of... Por- por- scare the picture, tactic. They, the picture that they portrayed scare right? tactic. so now when you actually want to say no 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 guys this is people are not like scare really tactic exa- so you, not, don't, you don't think that's what exhausted the healthcare system p- part of it was like there were a lot of people getting sick simultaneously that should not have come to the hospital like I, I'm I, I could read you I could read you 15 HMPs right now of patients I've had in their late 80s yeah that survived yeah I'm not saying you're gonna I mean, die, like I said. Like, so, no, so, no, so no. why? But the, if if the media portrays that, don't you think? Again, that's why I'm trying to understand. Yeah, but is wh- there what a do you think? Like, we were, for the lockdown. 
What, what, what do you two think? Week, weeks to flatten the curve. How, how many weeks are we into it now? We're I like, mean, what makes you think like, like the medical community is completely like on page with what the government of is? Of course at? they are. No. You, you, there's a lot of battles going on, like even with the vaccination situation. <coughs> everybody's on, this, everybody's Listen, on I, Dr. I, Fauci's crotch right now. No, Everything. no, no. I will guarantee Everything you. that comes out of this moron's mouth... No, the, the entire ev- no. New York. Look what's happening in New York. It's a New York is shutting down December first. It, does, it, it doesn't mean like this is what the medical community is pushing for. It's the loud mouths that are pushing for this. Loud There's mouth a difference. The loud There's mouth. no consensus in the medical community. Well, that's where I'm going with this. You have you have a moron up up in the White House, Doctor Fauci, saying one thing, and everybody goes into panic mode. People are basically well. I mean, listen, they're if praising you wanna, this guy like okay, he's the messiah. Who's who's they? The the number one the media, okay. D- do you go to the media for your medical like opinions? Absolutely not. But when so, the when so the when the media has do you control, have a physician that you go to like a physician of a, of a physician. Of course I yeah. do. So Some only physicians listen. are pushy as hell right now. Well, that's the thing. Like that's the other thing I don't like about the medical community. You have to sit there and have an honest discussion with well, your patient. See, this is one thing we like, ask. Don't we push one way or another. Like show them the data and say, look, this is the data. Whatever you want to do, you do. See the. A lot of physicians are basically pushing the vaccine on pregnant women. Well, I mean, would you recommend? Who, 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 sh- k- give me names. As far as what? Like you're saying, a lot of phys- the CDC I, I, itself has an ar- entire article about pregnant women. CDC being- doesn't represent the physicians. Okay, so because I've had, I could show you personal arguments that pregnant women should not be given the vaccine, so let then, alone be managed. So who, then, who, okay, which so, which idiot would push for that? So who's so who, as far as from counties to states to. Uh, cities whose guidelines are we following who's honestly like whose guidelines are we following as far as for for our safety the CDC is correct is it the health department CDC are are you talking about like policy wise or medical wise right now in LA LA, whose guidelines are we following that I have to wear wear a mask you have to be six feet apart I, I, I have no clue well, everywhere you go, they have CDC guidelines. Boom, yeah. slapped on their doors. Yeah. Do you think like most people agree with those physicians? I'm not with? asking if most people agree I with I don't them. agree I'm with those. I've had people, I don't know if you guys remember, I've had even arguments back in like when the whole pandemic started, like 2020, like early on. Like I was even arguing about masks. I said, I'm a data-driven person. The data on masks was like, not clear. Nay, we're on the same page with this. I think there's a little bit of a miscommunication going on. No, no, on the miscommunication as- is like, the physicians, when people are under the impression that because the CDC and Fauci says it, that the medical community is like following them and are on board. I see. I had an argument with one of the one of my coworkers. He, this guy is so pro mask. He, he says masks help you. Masks do this. Masks protect you. Once in a while, he'll wear his cloth mask. I'll be like, that's not really protecting you. But the other day, he was wearing an N95 mask, and I said. Bro, why the fuck are you wearing an N95 mask in the office? And he says this will protect me against you. It's not about, it's not about uh, me giving you the virus. It's about you not giving it to me. I said, okay, please elaborate. How is that N95 helping you against me? He goes, when I breathe, it shuts off on all all the sides. Everything closes off, and the air that's around me can't get in, and I can't get sick. So I said, so when you're breathing, what are you breathing in? He goes, oxygen. So where's that oxygen coming from? From the outside. So there's no particles in those oxygen that you're breathing in. So there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation that people are brainwashed by. Isn't this like about every single thing, every single topic in media, though? 
Of course it he's is. He's right. He's right. But it's like, not just the media <laughs> outfit. It's if, look. There's so many comments about you go. You know, women going to their obstetrician. You need to get vaccinated. Listen, you, you, you go take get, your listen, kid to you your go, pediatrician. I would not go to that doctor ever again. He's absolutely. So who do you, you go to? Because I wouldn't even so trust why? that doctor to fix. Why? why because not? why because, wouldn't you vaccinate uh, a pregnant woman? No, no. We're talking about coronavirus vaccine, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah, because I'm not against vaccinating pregnant women. I'm saying like the coronavirus. Why not? Why? Why wouldn't you? Because we still don't. There hasn't been a full study done on pregnant women, and because. The, the amount of protection it would pretend I would I would I would say it this way. Are you thinking of getting pregnant? Yes. Me then get vaccinated. No, 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 no. I'm saying yeah. with the if I was an OB guy with my last name. Are you name, planning on getting pregnant? <laughs> I, I would say are you planning on getting pregnant? Yes. Then get vaccinated before you get pregnant. Wait a year maybe. So kill your eggs before you get pregnant. That that there's no data on that, I'll be honest. Like there's I mean listen, we haven't had like what do you the mean vaccine no data because we haven't had the so vaccine. So you're telling long. me you know someone that got vaccinated and I don't have to know. Da- data doesn't go based off of what I know. But bro, <laughs> let me put it to you this way: we haven't we haven't had the vaccine long enough for it to have an effect on the eggs, and then for us to then see the secondary effect. So, on so you like think the va- So that's why I asked you initially: if you were to go back, do you think the vaccine was the solution for this pandemic? The vaccine can't be a solution on its own. So what, the what vaccine works for some people, but for, not for, all for, people. For, for, not all people. We need to find a cure for it, not a cure, but a treatment. What is the treatment? Like an antiviral that are prevent like an ivermectin, maybe or no, no, no. I'm talking about like what? a specific targeted like antiviral that like hits one of the enzymes that are that's involved in the viral replication or one of the so pro- that it attacks the proteins yeah. basically. So right. then, what's the purpose of this vaccine if it doesn't do that? Because you could always develop like resistance to the therapy, right? So you need in conjunction together um, to be able to like. And again, when this first came out, I said, if anybody thinks we're gonna get rid of COVID, it's it's. It's bullshit. We're going to learn to live with it through vaccination, proper hygiene, just like how we've learned to live with the flu. You don't think we're going to develop vaccine resistance? Of course we with are. With the mass vaccination? Of course we are. You the don't think that's the pandemic itself, not the virus <coughs> itself? No, no, no. You're always going to develop resistance to the vaccine because if you look at the virus, it has the ability to mutate pretty rapidly, right? Because of the vaccine. No, no, no. In regardless of the vaccine, like that's how just the virus works. How many times did the no. virus mutate from March until the vaccine was created? I mean, it would have none. I mean, until no, December no, 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 twenty twenty. No, no, from from, no, no, from no, no, the guys, day guys, the vac from the no, no, no. There's there's the mutations that become a health issue that you guys hear about, and then there's the mutations that if you look in the medical like, the scientific literature, you would see like. There's been many mutations. I mean, I could go through like multiple articles. Yeah, because they don't they don't talk about it from because it doesn't become a medical issue. You get what I'm saying? See, like a virus could mutate, but not cause a like can medical. I, okay, crisis. can I ask you one thing? Can correct me if I'm wrong because I read about this about a week ago, and I, I was surprised about it. And I want to hear it from a physician. From my understanding, these variants that are coming out, they're all in alphabetical order. That's how we name them. Correct, right? Yeah, so, so the the Delta. So, so the <laughs> that, that's the other thing. Like, why? Do so, you wait, wait, wait. Let me understand this. Is. So, you have the Alpha variant, and then you had the Delta variant, right? And then all of a sudden, from the Delta variant, you had the Mu variant. Yeah, scientists right? are so, not very creative in coming up with. Names. No, no, no. I'm not talking right. about the names. So, these are all in alphabetical order, correct? Yeah. From my understanding, from the letter D to the letter M, yeah. is there's a lot of letters. Right, but those don't... I'm telling you, those. if you look at the... 
So research literature, those why work. don't they talk about those? Because it's not a medical problem. No, see that should be that should be no, brought no. up though. Let's say for example, after you the Delta is brought up, but like what I'm saying is like if you read the medical literature, like the research literature, which I do like pretty much every day, like you'll see people discussing oh this this strain, this mutation. But what I'm saying is that in terms of health issue, it doesn't cause you any more sickness than the variant before. So why why would the media not talk about that and say, hey, listen, the Delta variant's here, and then the next letter, what's after D? A, B, C, D, E? There's yeah. an E, right? Yeah. An E variant, right? Whatever it's called. But, but it's not a... It's not as dangerous, guys. Don't worry as, about this variant. There is a new variant, but it's not as dangerous. Right. Or All of a sudden, we jump to fucking M, and it's yeah, like the mu variant. This it's, is, it's, you just got to educate. Your, man, this is why like, I blame the medical community for not being more in touch with the public and communicating our information and having more dialogue with the general but public. But anybody that had that dialogue was shut down. No. Of I mean, course. Uh, no, no, did, no. You guys, did you guys know that there was other variants from D to M? Yeah, when you when you see the chart, did I mean, you know? It's what did you know that there was more variants from the letter yeah, D like to M? No, I seriously didn't. No, like, I, like, I, I have no idea. Listen, but I, 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 I've, I've I have seen, this thing where yeah. I like to say I don't know much about coronavirus. So but but, but uh, what I'm saying is like having an honest to God discussion with like the public is important because you want the people to understand before you want them to do certain things, right? Like, you want them to do something because they understand why they're doing it rather than some authority told me to do this, right? This is why I blame the medical community. But it's the authorities who are controlling the doctors, though. When Nobody's you, controlling hold on. me. When, you, I, I when you've got a doctor that, for example, writes a prescription for ivermectin because the WHO and the CDC, whoever, the FDA and the pharmaceuticals don't want that out there, no, there's nobody. Does the pharmacy there's hold on? Does the pharmacy have the right to deny that prescription? Yeah, that's another bullshit thing. That well, like, it's not bullshit. No, no, no. no. When I'm saying, you no, have, no, no, it's a bullshit thing that the pharmacy has the ability to do that. I wrote it as a physician. You fill it up the way I want. Well, it. they're not. Well, see that. I mean, what if they don't? Talk, do you have? Do you talk, have the push on that? I can take them to another pharmacist. Get it? But see, this is where the see, lawyers have to come in. Who gave him the authority who has time to over- for? Who has time for lawyers when no, no, you're dealing with? That's a gener- general you know, issue. That like, why does it, the pharmacy it, it, have? You the- were doing good during the war, war conversation. <laughs> no, uh, uh, why, 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 why does the pharmacy <laughs> have the ability to override, like, as a physician? They don't. They don't have the right, but they're doing no. it. I know. So that's see, that's that's a legal thing. That's. Uh, I, I don't think like most physicians would be happy with. Like, listen, if somebody wants to come and get ivermectin, I know it doesn't work. How does they, it not? How work? does it not work? The data is, doesn't show it. What data are what you guys data? reading? See, this it, is this is why. I, I will, uh, what do you mean? Clinical trials that have been done multiple times in Europe, India, and like in the U.S. Like, if you in, in India has a town of two hundred thirty million this, people where. Did you read the data there? Listen, all Did I'm saying... Did you read the data in Argentina? Y- Did you read the data? I've, I've looked at every Brazil. single... like so, so the thing with clinical trials is like you, you have to look at patient population that they picked, right? Because if you pick... Let's say, we all agree like it doesn't kill most people, right? What? Like COVID? Corona, yeah. It kills 0.02%. Right, right. People. So what I'm saying is... That's a so, lot of people. So, so, so if you, if you, if you want to look at like what patient... like criteria that they did for their select. so if they pick young people healthy right and they got covid and you're like well i gave them ivermectin you're like well yeah majority was gonna do well anyway right all i'm saying is you have to look at the the clinical trials data like very carefully in terms of statistical malpractice i call it but regardless even if it doesn't work the person wants to have it it's their right 
I'll give it to them. Just I don't, don't care. Don't Go force it on people who don't want it. That's it. No, no. He's talking about ivermectin. I know. No, what I'm saying is like, as a physician, I control the data and say, look, it doesn't work. You so want then it? what works as a physician? What do you think works? There is not a single treatment right now that really works. So monoclonal antibodies... Yeah, those are but, but, but none of it works. No, no, but I wouldn't. I, monoclonals can do a lot of good, but like I'm not gonna give it to somebody that's like gonna get better, like Regardless. just tough. It, yeah, but if it's somebody like that's intubated, but then you're saying at the other end, you don't know when they're just gonna snap one, and go. But once you, you don't see, know, no. But he's saying if they're intubated, once you're intubated, you have less than ten percent chance of getting out. Yes. Mm, well, like it depends on a the lot data of factors. Also shows that one too, doc. Because yeah, yeah, but what like do you guys saying, give when they're intubated? Remdesivir. Yeah, but like it depends on what institute what does you are. What does Remdesivir do to their body when like, they're listen? Uh, some of these drugs are like pretty well studied in terms of like its pharmaceutical profile, right? All of the stuff that like on the liver, whatever, right? Yeah, so it fucks up the liver. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's, it's listen, like when and the then person, the kidneys they go into yeah, right. <laughs> kidney failure dialysis. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's a very patient specific thing. Like if I have like if. If I look at the patient's like history, if I look at their pre-existing conditions, I look at their age, I look at their body weight, all of these need to be considered before you offer like a specific medication as an additive therapy to this person, right? And then you have to say, what's the data on this medication actually helping you, right? So what extra am I helping you by giving you this? If you're going to like maybe not make it. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. And I've had this conversation with doctors. You know what they tell the patient's family? I'm giving you your mom remdesivir because it's more expensive than ivermectin. It works better. Uh, come on, man. Like, I, I don't want to portray... This happens every single day, bro. L- 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 what's, the di- what's the difference between the two medications, remdesivir and ivermectin? They're like completely different like modes of action in terms of their mechanism. So which, is it a common practice in medicine to use a drug that's meant for something else in a yeah. different case, is that a common? Yeah, like common occurrence. Yeah, no, that, no, we well, exactly. But I mean, no, no, we you do that. We do that a lot. Like also, like cancer. So why is it when it comes to this specific issue, they don't want to do it? Because of course Trump, you can. Because but Trump, va- no, no, Trump no, no. vouched for hey, it. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. If you look, if you if you look at the battles I've had with hydroxychloroquine, for example, like I was an advocate of that because I said nothing is working. Like why not? Let's just give it right. Try it. Yeah, but when the data came out, and, and I, I kept fighting people, I said, "Who makes that data? Do we trust no, the people that yeah, come I up have with physicians, that data?" I have physician friends, like let's say in University of Colorado, University of like Texas, and stuff. Yes. These are the people who are running the trial. Meaning, like they come in, the patient comes in sick and says, "Okay, do you want to be enrolled in a clinical trial?" Okay, you go into this arm or this arm, and it's randomized, right? Like you don't know which one you're gonna get. Yeah, you're so gonna get scary to someone like me that's not in the medical field. That's yeah, but scary. like, listen, randomization of clinical data, it has to be done. Otherwise, like, you're so not going to get... Have you talked to any physician or do you have physician friends? Because I do, who ha- who've taken care of each of them, tens of thousands of patients with zero deaths with the ivermectins and the hydroxychloroquines. So how does that work? I don't understand. Listen, like... Personal All their t- patients were 25 years old, healthy as a horse? No, no, no. So then... I'm not saying, like... Personal experience and like your like certain number of patient data doesn't equate to a large clinical trial. Who funds the clinical trial? Like it could be institutionalized, mm-hmm. but but the data I, I'm telling you, like I have people who are no, in the clinical. That's, a, that's an important question to answer. Who no, funds but, it? But but listen, I don't think like 
giving ivermectin like mechanistically so you're not answering my question who funds the clinical trial it, it depends it could be nih it could be personal like institutional like let's say whatever the like university the university or and who, who, who gives the university the grant Taxpayers dependent. No, you have to. You have to follow the money, bro. Yeah, no, no. no let's not get into conspiracy the because it's not the, a conspiracy. No, 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 there's no, no, no conspiracy. Oh, oh. It's out Listen, there, man. It's. Like, I, I no, no. feel like we should stop this conversation. No, no. All I'm sure. saying, guys, like. Why? I mean, no, no, no. I don't. I don't this feel is comfortable. Go in a very weird. No, do you feel comfortable talking about? No, no. It? Totally, because I want people to understand. Because like, here's the thing. See, I, Ed, Ed, you're trying to cut it short, and then when we cut it short, then then and then people like John say, "Well, you don't want to fucking talk to a physician about it." Yeah, you only we're talk having, to. No, I feel uncomfortable. And, and I, I, I feel comfortable talking about it because, like, these are the kind of discussions we should be having, and if uncomfortable or not, because okay, so hey, let, let me show you a study. Okay, you would understand the study bit better than I would. Have you? I don't know if you've ever read this. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Have you read that study about the uh, how how the, the effectiveness the, the effectiveness of the vaccines as far as the different manufacturers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, can you explain to us the difference between relative risk reduction versus absolute risk risk reduction? Yeah. So, relative means like in let's say between the two arms of the group right like in other words like between giving drug a versus drug b what's the difference in getting better okay. absolute means like not comparing to to drug a in general like how much better are you gonna get you get what which I'm saying? one is more realistic isn't it the absolute as practical, far as practically speaking, right? Right. Yeah, like relative means like yeah. If I were to give both, like relative to what's like the standard, okay. If it's better, so but this those is, are like. But no, hold on. Well, this is terms. very. This yeah. is very important. I'll tell you why. Look, it says vaccine efficacy is generally reported as relative risk reduction. It uses the relative risk RR, yeah, the ratio of attack rates with and without a vaccine. Right. Right now. If you look at that rate, uh, mm. the the studies are amazing. Pfizer ninety five percent effective, Moderna ninety four percent. Yeah, 94%. but so, so sorry. So when uh -huh. they t look at effectiveness, like what's their endpoint measurement? Right? Is it going to the hospital? Is it getting sick? Is it getting like severely sick? Right. So when they look at efficacy, like what is the what is the the measuring that they're using? Right. How sick they get? Is that what you're trying no, to no, say? No, I'm saying like. Efficacy could mean like what percent of people are going to get sick versus like efficacy could also mean how many people get ICU hospitalized. Hospital, okay. Right. So I'm just saying like when they say vaccine efficacy, that's the other thing. Like what are you reporting efficacy? Mm -hmm. Right. So if they're reporting like number of people getting sick, uh, I don't know. Right. Because I don't know if the vaccine is that good to like affect that many people not, not getting sick. But maybe they're reporting the number of severe cases in the ICU. Okay, so then explain how does it drop, for example, from whatever that efficacy is, whether it's the getting sick, hospitalized, intubated, how it, whatever. How does it drop when you go from an, a uh, relative risk to absolute risk reduction, which is the difference between attack rates with and without a vaccine, and then the rates all of a sudden drop down to instead of, for example, uh, for the Moderna, which was at 94%, drops down to uh, 1 to 2% effectiveness. The Johnson & Johnson, which was at 67%, drops down to 1 to 2%. Um, 
and Pfizer down so, to 0.84%. So, so this is a purely statistical question. Like if you look at every data, well, it's, it's data, right? No, no, I'm saying so. The understanding relative risk versus absolute, absolute risk. Uh-huh. So, so the way they reported it, and this is like what I call uh, statistical malpractice, right? And this is why a lot of times when they say, "Look, this drug works really well," they're giving you the relative risk benefit. In other words, like which is what they've if, done if, with if, the vac- if, vaccine. In other words, like if this is shit and yours is a little bit better than shit. Right, relatively, it's going to look like it's a lot better. When Moderna, but absolutely, it looks like it's their bullshit. When Moderna and Pfizer came out, what rates were being marketed? I looked at the data ninety of like to ninety-five. Ninety marketed, but but right? but but isn't, of, that, of, of, isn't that what this says? Of again, I got to see what they're looking at because I what I looked at was ho- not like getting sick. I looked at ICU hospitalization. No, no, you pra- said statistical manipulation. Yeah. When Pfizer and the government was promoting the vaccine, what were they saying Pfizer's and Moderna's success rate is? They were throwing out those numbers. 95%, but like, right? But, but, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't look at those numbers personally. So when they were throwing out those numbers, I was like, okay, they're okay vaccines. It's mm-hmm. nothing to write home about. But, like, that's the thing. Like, the media does this with a lot of numbers about stuff like that. But, but as, a, as an educated... But it's not the media. It was the pharmaceutical company and then the cdc saying well this is why cdc has lost a shit ton of its credibility amongst the medical community period who runs the cdc i I don't know like like, okay so then all all i'm saying is like if you look at the medical community uh, forum that i'm part of Uh that provides like frontline um what do you call it advice for covid right the amount of infighting that we've had, and major players, I'm talking about like really big name physicians, like Bro, Hopkins, I, Harvard, they're going after CDC. I see major players on LinkedIn having their fucking seven-year-old kid vaccinated with the mask on saying, I'm proud of my son. Today, some physicians... Some of them are running our cities where like, we live today. <laughs> like that's, not a, that's not how a... I, that's not, how that's do not I a advocate for that physician who's because, a major player and has his seven-year-old listen, man, boy's the picture? The whole thing about academia is like people who go with data and statistics and after actual data are not listened to. And again, there, I'm telling you, there's a lot of voices that are being swamped. So, okay. so And, who's, con- and who's swamping these voices? Pharmaceutical I mean, company. Uh, listen, like I, I, I want to continue have a medical <laughs> and research and career. He, he needs to <laughs> have <laughs> his career, bro. We, that's I, what, I'll say the reason I, I, I was I, saying. I, I want to have like NIH research buddy to do research myself. So but here's like, the thing. I, no, 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 I just want to want to. No, 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 no. Yeah, I actually to actually lose. need to put something <laughs> out there. I don't have any affiliations with any pharmaceutical or like manufacturing companies or like hospital healthcare system. Like. People need to know this because okay. I, I got called the Soros on like so many times. Like, really? so, so so let me yeah. get to the conclusion of this study for, for like discussing coronavirus. My, my only thing with this whole Corona thing is should the mandate. That's where my well, that's the that, mandate. That, that's well, where well, my, so I, my stop is mandate. That's where I draw the red line. Listen, you want a mandate? Go on Tinder, the gay section. You'll get a mandate. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, anybody out there, too, John? You're more than welcome to <laughs> mandate as much as you want. <laughs> Um, so the conclusion <laughs> to the study is that the ARR is also used to derive an estimate of vaccine effectiveness, which is the number needed to vaccinate NNV. Yeah, and, and okay. that's, a, that's okay. like a typical okay. reporting so the, data. So the NNV. Yeah, you don't understand what that is, though. Yeah. 
Okay. So let me break it down real quick, and then you can. You want me to get my calculator you, out again? Can, no. No, no, no. I mean, uh, so, these are like uh, the generic stuff that so, gets reported for any clinical trial but, data. For but like, okay, but listen to the numbers. But here's what the ARR, according to the NNVs, brings a different perspective. The perspective is this. With the Moderna, yeah. you need 81 vaccinated in order for one unvaccinated to be yeah. protected. With the AstraZeneca, it's 78. Yeah. With the Gamalea, which I haven't heard of, is 108. Uh, 84 for J&J and 119 for Pfizer. What does that tell you? Listen, so when, when people go get like stents done right right so do you know what the uh, number to treat are for those what do you mean the number like in other words like how many people do you have to stent in order for one person to benefit but it's one not no it's not like every person that gets a stent absolutely needed it well yeah but no. if i get a stent he's not going to benefit yeah no no no, no. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing if he no, gets no, no. a stent he's not going to infect me no no no, no guys, with whatever guys. he has no 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 so this yeah. is no, 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 this no, no, is a no. vaccine talk no no I, I know guys i'm just trying to explain to you number to treat right all i'm saying is when you look at the clinical trial data for stenting people to prevent heart disease right in other words well, how many so not that, every that statement is not true i don't think you're it is. not look you're not up. stenting to prevent heart disease you're you're stenting to prevent prevent a heart, heart attack. attack yeah on right. a single person yeah. on a single person but okay. it's not it doesn't mean that like every single person that gets the stent of course not would, would have benefited from a stent right of course right there's so a what, lot of factors no 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 that's what i'm saying yeah. the number to treat for stenting if you look at heart disease is what like it's like 85 to 90 for one uh, person can to I ask one thing are heart are heart attacks contagious bro that's, that's not that's but what he's saying is 85 people one out of 85 to 90 people actually benefit this from is, a stent. No, this yeah, statistic has nothing to do with uh, the no, vaccine. No, no, bro. I'm trying to put you a perspective into what the number and that they're reporting, 85 to 1. Seems like it's it's bad. But this is saying 85, pe- eight, in order for one person to be protected, 81 yeah. people have to be vaccinated. Yeah, what I'm saying is that number looks really bad. Doc, that doesn't sound weird to you? Wait, 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 wait. That number looks bad. Because... You are comparing 81 to 1, but I'm saying most of the drugs and the treatments that we have... Should we cut it in half? No, fall around within this range of like number to treat. You get what I'm saying? Like if you look at the clinical trial data that we have for like majority of the stuff we do in medicine, falls within that number range in terms of like number to treat. Like you could Google like for stenting, for example, or people that like get, uh, I don't know, like taking aspirin for like um, preventing stroke, for example. Right? What's the most common medication used? Like I don't know, Tylenol maybe. Well, not OTC, like an actual prednisone maybe, or what's what's a depends. What's like I don't know, that's a tough one. Like, what do you mean common? Like everyday use? Like I don't know. No, no, no. That it's used for more symptoms and more diseases than any other. Heart medication, I would say. Maybe maybe, maybe like blood pressure medications. Okay, so what is the t- statistic on, on a blood pressure medication, let's say? I'd have to look up, but, like, the numbers are not, like, if you treat five people, one will get better, for sure. Like, you could Google, like, we could Google right now what the number to treat is. But all I'm saying is these numbers sound like a lot to you guys. But if you look at every, like, majority of the treatments that we have in terms of either medical procedures or, like, the, the drugs that we use that are, like, we benefit so much from... Are like numbers this bad, right? That's what I'm saying. Like we do a lot of procedures on patients, but like those data is, is based on a population level. 
all I'm saying is like these numbers are not like that bad. Not that bad. If you tell me 119 have to get vaccinated for me to be protected, that's a yeah. That sounds yeah, like but we but need to yeah, vaccinate but what, what is, 400 what? billion people for eight eight billion to be protected. <laughs> yeah, but like, does that mean future generations are gonna get vaccinated? Is that what's yeah, but what I'm saying is if that was the case, then you shouldn't do any medicine because majority of them are like, well, we treat 400 because we know one of them will benefit from that. Which one it is, we don't know a priori. But it doesn't matter that the other 399 are fucked for life as long as one is maybe treated. That's how medicine works because the, in, if you did a medical procedure and out of that 399, one of them died in, during the procedure. No, that's no, no. A, it's the other way around. No, other way around. No, no. opposite. Guys, what I'm saying is like if one person benefited, but like in the process... Within that 399, we don't know which one it was, right? Had some kind of a side effect issue. We're like, well, we're willing to take that risk because one person will benefit. Because my con- here's my concern. Again, I, I haven't studied medicine the way you have. But my concern, based on the little research, the little knowledge I have about the medical field, is that by vaccinating the majority, we are killing the innate immune system, the natural immune system, which is what's creating the variants, which in in essence, the future pandemic, the actual, because there's not a pandemic. We're dealing with, we're, no. we're dealing with a reset right now. You're, you're not, you're not destroying anything with the immune system's innate ability to fight anything. Then explain to me why the most vaccinated states and countries are the ones that are having the highest breakthrough cases. Because they test it's, 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 it's a statistical, yeah, it's a statistical game. The, because majority of the people are vaccinated, of course the majority of people are going to come from sick. Uh, the majority of sick people are going to come from vaccinated people because imagine pulling something out of a hat, right? If more of, if you have two hats, one of them is vaccinated people, one of them is not. If I pull something out from a hat that has more vaccinated people statistically it's going to be from a vaccinated population so the mo- the most vaccinated state is vermont okay with a population of 623 isn't that where bernie sanders is from <laughs> guy i don't yeah. want to put a political twist on this because this is an international no, 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 no i'm asking a question vermont yeah. is the high it's got 72.6 percent of its population is vaccinated okay 453,000 people is what kind of what's the source on that uh this is from it was a state website. I don't remember. Do you want me to pull it up? Yeah, yeah, I, I just want to, like, I'm not yeah. doubting it. I just want to see, like. So, now, the most vaccinated state is Vermont. Yeah. 72%, va- almost 73% vaccinated. Last seven days, this is today's report I pulled up. Yeah. Last seven days, out of 100,000 people, 203 have uh, new cases. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's look at Florida. Okay, Florida, you've got 13 million population. Okay, can I can I say something? Sure. Uh, okay, I don't know where you got that from, but World Data Source says okay, California has 20 has 63 percent vaccinated. Next, yeah, right here. Yeah, next is Texas, Florida, New York, Pennsylvania. That, California is not number one. Vermont is. Uh, based. On, California is 16. You see this confusion? Yeah. No, this confusion where they have the source is important. That's the reason I tell you who's doing the studies. Because th- let's not forget, the same schools that are doing these studies yeah, th- are propaganda this, machines today. No, because, dude, some people need just papers to be published because as a career co- academic. Money, and money, money. No, it's not about money. It's about career advancement. And a lot of them just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. I, I guarantee you, man. Based on the CDC so paper that came out about kids and, like, the vaccine, the people that are on that. 
the authors. Okay, like, so that's what I said last week. They don't know week. what the fuck. Okay, but, but the no, thing is, that last week I said it. The people that are going to stop all this is those moms. When they go after the kids. No, it's our job as physicians dead. to say, guys, you, you got to stop saying that, man. I promise you they're going to be the ones to stop all this. Why? Go in front of Glendale USD tomorrow. Brother, I know. I've seen it myself. Okay, I, where I, are those moms? They're all Dude, I've been hiding, a big bro. advocate they're and a speaker. <laughs> Listen, you could ask my friends. I've been a big speaker against mandating vaccines in children. Like I'm, I'm in like, anyone. I don't period. anyone. Anyone. Period. Uh, listen, I like, don't need. I don't need to get a vaccine at the listen, age at the at this age or my children. No, 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 or no, my, no. I'm talking about like mandating it in children. I've been against it for like the longest time. Mandating since. period. Yeah, mandating period, but specifically in children where the data is like. Nothing, and I've seen the people who've done the data. They just—it's not like they're doing it for money. They just don't know. But what how the is the data for adults any more sexier? I mean, if you've—it's a lot better than. Hold no, on. no, no. I'm so, saying. Let me, so explain you this. You just me. brought the Rona into sexy, bro. You're amazing. Yeah, I love it. I, you got to spice up. The, yeah. What's what? See, at, so, from so, from so, the beginning of the pandemic till today, I want to ask you this: What is the survival rate on the coronavirus? I don't know the number of fluctuates. Well, we like 99.9%, <laughs> 99. yeah. right? Do you think that the United States or even the world has more of a health crisis than it does a coronavirus crisis? Dude, of course. There's like obesity kills America. Like you're abs- okay, and what majority of the people but that are because hospitalized, you're obese, majority you of the people, that, yeah, but the majority of the people that are hospitalized who are end up on ventilators, who uh, end up taking coronavirus very, very yeah, severely, obese, diabetic. And what was one of the first things that they shut down when this pandemic happened? Gyms. Why are they shutting gyms down? Like, listen, guys, like. Don't confuse me with policymakers. I'm giving you what I'm saying <laughs> from a medical perspective. What people are forcing you to do is a different story. It doesn't mean I agree with them. So, you know what I mean? Like there are certain things that make logical sense, and there are certain things that just don't make logical or so why scientific. Don't, why don't physicians like we you do. go out there and basically we tell do. these moron politicians that say, "Hey, listen, but, hey, but morons! What? These five-year-olds." I'm don't telling need to be you, vaccinated. I have people that I know from Harvard and Hopkins that are like battling with CDC every single day. I could show you personal communications. These guys are like on verge of losing. Like, what city the, do you live in? If you don't mind me asking, Chicago. You live in Chicago. Yeah. And how's everything going in Chicago? It depends. Like they see, this is the other stupid thing. Like they would can cancel like individual concerts, mm-hmm. and then they allow Lollapalooza to happen. <laughs> you're like, how how does that make see, any common sense? Common sense left the brain. Right? So then now, when you're as a physician, you're like, dude, Take I was just tra- away, I was trying to argue like for people to be more careful and all that, and then you you allow Lollapalooza to happen, and all these kids with no masks and drugs and everything, they're like. How does that make any sense? Where is the logic behind that? And then what happened? We saw spikes. So when you say, you, you said for the adults, it's validated and justified. The man, yeah, because. The, the vaccine. So have you read anything about how natural immunity, initially they said it was 7 to 13 times stronger than the vaccine. Now they're saying up to 27 times stronger. Have you read any of these things? or do well, you, do you believe any of these things? The, when, so all of those depend on how you measure what you consider to be natural immunity, like strength, you know, between like immune reactions. And it depends on like what variant you're using to study it, what in vitro system you're using. Okay, to forget it. Is it is it three times strong? Is natural immunity three times stronger than if the you vaccine? survive? If you survive an infection, natural immunity is the best way to go. No question about it. Okay. But so, do you think you're going to survive? You want to roll the dice? By all means. 
a lot of us have. Everyone it. should have the right oh. to roll the dice. That's what my <laughs> but that, that's is. what I'm saying. Like I'm not I'm not forcing like mandating. No, no, but you're it, saying but the like, data is there, and I, I don't agree with you. The data is not there for even adults. Yeah, it'll prevent like really like older people no, with pre-existing conditions to not be really no, sick in the bro. ICU. Look, look at that. look at look at the, Israel. The, look at the UK. Look at South Korea. The, I'm not talking about getting the corona. I'm talking about yes, hospitalization. Hospitalizations. And, no, the that's data. what I'm talking about. Seventy percent hospitalizations are the vaccinated right now. That's because everybody's vaccinated in Israel. Majority. So of course, people that are going to come out of it are going to be the ones vaccinated. Like the number of people that are, you get what I'm saying? Like if you're so the more, of course, yeah, the more your vaccinated, testing the pool more is majority. majority. So like statistically speaking, you're going to get it, more from that. See what I want to do? I want to see is a study on how many of those people were unvaccinated. How many unvaccinated people have ended up in the hospital? Thirty percent. There's a study on that too. Well, if 70% were vaccinated... All these <laughs> studies. I just want to know who's funding all I'm the gonna studies. I'm going to send you a study Dude, by a German scientist who's a full-on vaccine advocate, by the way. Yeah, no, and again... Full-on advocate. But And I want you to read his study how, sure. how he even... And this came out a few months ago, how this guy's like, the worst thing we did, looking back, hindsight, is coming up with the vaccine and the lockdowns. He says, that's what's going to fuck up our society and yeah, kill more people than anything else. And I, I want you to read that study. I, th- th- so it's a study or it's a personal opinion? Because it sounds like it's his personal opinion. You know what study we need study to f- on? You know what study we need to find of the vaccinated people and yes. the unvaccinated people. How many get really sick in the ICU? How many of them die? Of the thirty percent that end up in the hospital, how many of that thirty percent die? And of the seventy percent, what percent of that die? That's what you need Look, to know. Even Bro, if you don't know that, look at Florida. Bo, Forty-one out of a hundred thousand people, every hundred thousand. Yeah, people. but what is that number? Getting sick or I dying? So getting impressed. sick. Getting yeah, sick. So what? I am so getting impressed, sick, bro. Yeah. So, compare it to Vermont. Yeah. Why is Vermont at? Why is Vermont and Florida is open? You've got more did I tell clubs you, and listen, everything that bro, bro, listen, say. Did I tourism? How much tourism? Yeah. Yeah. Vermont Guys, is from the very beginning. I said when you're looking at vaccine efficacy, I never said it prevents you from getting sick. I said it. Pre- majority of the data that I'm going off of is about the vaccine helping you not die or get really sick, not getting the corona. But I don't understand how you can have five times the rate in the highest populated state versus bro we just said it's a statistical thing there's more vaccinated people right no no forget about but we're not talking about what percentage is vaccinated what i'm talking about is look you've got 13 million people in florida yeah. six hundred twenty thousand people in vermont florida is open like tits in an ass everybody's doing whatever they yeah. not to mention tourism going in yes. and out no one's fucking going to vermont you've got 41 out of 100,000 <laughs> getting the virus i'm not talking about what percentage is vaccinated you've got 203 out of 100,000 getting the virus that's five times yeah, because, more because there's also <laughs> see these numbers like he was mentioning earlier and i completely agree and i want to bring this up is in vermont they're more careful and they're probably so monitoring these people closer than in, in florida. florida nobody gets tested huh because this not as open. many tests, not as five m- times as more. <laughs> per okay. capita. Oh, okay. So here's oh, the thing: Florida's a big state. How about California? How about California? Do we I get tested? I don't know about California, man. It's I'm fifty-eight familiar. out of a. Bro, they have 000. testing booths outside of concerts. Yeah. Yeah, you go to a concert, it's like, oh, you don't have a PCR test? It's okay, we have one right here. We'll, yeah, we'll but are people PCR. actually doing? You know what I mean? Like, and those, what, I've what, personally what? done those tests. I went to thing. No, no, I'm just saying, like, what do these numbers mean? That you're trying to argue for. What it means is yeah. the higher vaccinated states, 
have more COVID cases than the lower vaccinated states per 100,000 people. Yeah, because again, I said the vaccine, if you look at efficacy, it's not about preventing you from getting sick, right? So what you're trying to argue is that because they're vaccinated, they're getting more sick. Yes. The data is not that to show that. And you're looking at like... Well, then answer the question that I asked earlier. From March until December, prior to the vaccine coming out, how many different... March ver- or December of what? March 2020 until December 2020 when the vaccine came out. How many different variants did we have? Uh, so we're on the third the, variant, the, aren't we? No, 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 there's been many, many different mutations and variations <laughs> coming out. Like I could look at the whole like phylogenetic. Why, would you, why would you is say it? like the flu? You know how every season they say season, uh, flu season, yeah, and then the flu changes. Would yeah. you say this is those the variants they're talking about? Yeah, those are the mutations that are <laughs> happening. But like it's it, it happens a lot and it's happening all the time. It's just so why get didn't reported. they force the uh, masks every year for the flu? See, that's what if baffles it's so me. Similar. You're saying you're saying it, it doesn't get reported. Like it's well, not like because it's a scientific. Because yeah, we're not in a pandemic, doesn't need to get reported. No, no, no. Like you knowing like specific mutations, like the general. Pub- I mean, it's sci- it's published. Like anybody could look. Like I could send you guys articles every single day in Nature, Nature Immunology, Science of like these things being reported. You you don't think the timing of because the other day a cardiologist actually posted something about this Omicron possibly being a blessing in disguise and his theory was that the Omicron is going to be spreadable faster than any other more uh, than Delta more than Delta but not as deadly but probably the least uh, lethal of all the variants we've had which means. Yeah, you could create more like innate immunity, like required Her- immunity. Herd immunity. Yeah, and then okay. you could get there faster. So yeah, again, what is it going to boil down <laughs> to? You see, the more people get the virus, the quicker we're going to build herd immunity. Yeah. The better off we're going to be as a society. And for this sure. is just going to be for sure. Yeah, yeah but but but, vac- but again, ultimately, and. And we're gonna believe me. We're gonna come back to this a couple of years from now. You're still gonna come back to the show. And yeah, we're, we're gonna look back, and and that's the thing. Like a lot of these things are based on speculation and projection, based on data of like prior experiences with pandemics, prior vaccinations, prior uh, no exper- prior vaccinations didn't have boosters and pills, and you know now you have to take a suppository because every we two have weeks. no idea what this. And again, that's the other thing. Like people are doing everything, and I've also been against the idea of like mixing matching vaccines. I'm like, dude, this is not a freaking Russian borscht. Like this, one time you got Johnson and Johnson, next time go get Moderna. Like and mechanistically, like they're different mechanisms of action. These virus, like there is vaccines. new vaccines available as well, which haven't been rolled out. Is okay, that so true? do you guys do you guys see like why medicine is hard? Because you guys have finally had a snapshot of like what happens with like coronaviruses and vaccine. This is the kind of shit that happens in like a lot of drug development and procedures in medicine in general. There's a lot of like unorganized chaos like this and we have debates about like treatments all the time amongst physicians of this study came out like you know when five ten years ago we would give everybody aspirin right because everybody over the age of like 50 that you know uh, we would give them aspirin and blood pressure medication and then we an actual study showed that like aspirin really doesn't prevent heart disease if, unless you've had a pre-existing like issue already like a heart attack or a stroke but we were doing that let me, ask, let me ask you one thing, not to get into conspiracy theories. What's going on in China right now? 
no clue what you mean. Did the virus sure. not start in China? Yeah, of course okay. it did. Uh, China's eighty. But I don't. Let me, but, but like, <laughs> no, no, but no. let me let me tell you, let me tell you this. I don't trust. What's the percentage? Eighty-five percent. Eighty-five. Apparently, the like. The, uh, okay. Do you guys believe anything? Honestly, did you guys see the? Did you guys see? Guys, did you guys, guys see? Did you guys see China's <laughs> president's speech the other the other the other month? But bro, you guys. Like seriously, you hear like, from do, China. do you really trust data? And like, I don't again, I, it's an academic. No, like, no, 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 no. China's, China's I'm doing president. Right now okay, China's number things. one. China's president gave a very, very bold and ballsy speech. Very bold, ballsy speech to the point where he was threatening. I think majority of the world saying that anybody who crosses us, their blood will, and this is verbatim, Listen, like, as their Armen- blood will pour on the Great Wall as, of China. As Armenians, we gotta like make sure China is good because they can help us. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, yes, there's there's you this being a U.S. They citizen. Have, they're uh, investing twenty five billion dollars. Watch what they do to yeah, Armenia. Yeah, li- me living in the United States, I think I'm worried more worried about this country than I am. <laughs> well, I mean, it's but anyways, um, what I was saying. The, this fucker's giving this speech about anybody who crosses China, their blood will be poured all over the Great Wall of China that was built by millions of dead Chinese ancestors. And I'm looking at the fucking crowd. Nobody's wearing a mask. <laughs> Nobody's wearing a mask. Because and because I'm like, this is, isn't this where the guy ate the bat? And this all started? Nobody. Nobody. I'm not kidding you. BBC made a report and BBC's reporter was saying, shockingly, nobody in the, in the audience was because wearing a mask. Everybody, everybody like, that was sensitive to it died or they killed them and that's it. So they reached herd immunity and everybody's good now. So it's not the 85% vaccination. Come on, bro. You really believe that number? What you? Do I believe it? The do fact you, that seriously, we, do the, you the believe fa- it? <laughs> the fact like, that we get... That's over a billion... Like I don't think we've produced that much. Like, and of course I don't <laughs> believe it. But like, my, yeah, so but the fact that what pisses me off is the fact that we get all our medication, pharmaceuticals from China. Yeah, I mean, that's China. So what do you guys have on? What do you guys have on the okay, show today? Hey guys, that's guys, a whole different different topic of like how, why, and the guys gotta have a future. What do you guys do? Yeah, like, of course, he has a future. I'll hire him as a medical director here. He has a job in LA anytime he wants. No, no. All I'm saying is like, that's <laughs> there a you whole, go. That's hey, a whole nother, you're good. Let's go. That's a whole other issue of like us being able to do production in America, like of our own pharmaceutical and we don't everything. Have the resources, or we, we've outsourced them everything. Mm-hmm. We bec- we start like we've stopped relying on ourselves to do it and started. Hey, the problem with all the respect with most physicians and scientists is that. That's all they've studied. Yeah, I mean, but when you when you step outside of that realm, you know, take off your scientist glasses, your medical glasses, whatever you want to call it, and when you look at it from a pragmatic point of view, you tr- when you look at the steps, that's why I said follow the money. You look at the connections yeah, between but bro, everything. You could do that about every single thing in medicine. Why I have, pick I have, corona? A, gr- I have no, no, a great we, idea for our next show. Well, hold on. We've never, ever, we've never in our lifetimes ever experienced anything like this. So, you, yeah, of course you can do that about every, everything. Yeah. But this is unique. We've never had one thing ever since we've been alive that's affected every human being. Yeah, we were Earth. talking about Spanish flu in 1918. No, no, I said in our lifetime. Our lifetime. And our parents' yeah, life. It, it hasn't yeah. happened. My my grandparents haven't even seen the Spanish flu. Yeah. Right? So my point is, this is very unique to all of us. We're li- re- we are really living in a unique time right now. 
Oh, for sure. What we're in experiencing. So many different ways. And like, that's why it's important to sometimes take off that scientific hat and really look at it from a common sense point realistic. of view. Realistic. Yeah, that yeah, but why is all of this happening? Why are we being forced <laughs> to do this? Why are we being forced to do that? Then you really break it down. You're like, you know what? Fuck all this data. Fuck all the science. Because yeah, it. I don't trust the science. That's the problem. I don't trust the science because I, I, science is funded... I, I, by those motherfuckers. That's why I don't trust Bro, like, so somebody gives me research funding, right? I've had research grants. Like, do you think, like, because I get money from them, like, I'm willing to jeopardize? You may them? not, but majority do. Yeah, but this is why you have to look at multiple studies. You have to look at who the person is. What happened when, why did pharmaceuticals all of a sudden start on their, you know, 45-second commercial? They spent 10 seconds on the benefits and 35 seconds on the side effects now. What happened there? I mean, listen, like, that's a whole nother <laughs> topic. Like, it's a legal I, matter, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a lawyer issue. I think he, <laughs> I, I have a great idea for our next show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we got to bring a politician and a doctor at the same time and uh, then ask the doctor a question. And then when the doctor answers, go to the politician, go, hey, fucktard, you see what the doctor's saying? Yeah, dude, don't do, don't you think we're doing that on a daily basis with the summer? No, because, because the, the the politicians, do, the doctors, the that politicians are, are, are getting the, so the, the uh, doctors uh, sucking off the politician. Who's doctor, the, bro? That's the thing. Like that's the that's the misconception that a lot who of who is America listening to right now? I don't know, man. I've, I've because not, we have seventy-two million people that voted for some schmuck that's in office right now. Eighty-one. 80, he, I'm sorry, 81 million. So who are 81 million people who voted for the schmuck listening to right now? Hopefully us right now. No, no. I'm not saying... <laughs> well, I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> so one, so what one. percentage of physicians, the medical community, you think is questioning would, all of this? I would say it's 50-50 right you now. You think 50-50? No 50. way, man. 50-50? Bro, I will show you a medical form. Try like 90-10. No, no, no. Then why are we still dealing with this bullshit if it's 50-50? If it was 50-50, the country would be split right in half, bro. It is. But it, it is. No. You're living in, in L.A., bro. Your, your conception you're of like what's at, going on. New York is the, going into a lockdown in two days. Bro, that's but L.A. and New York, the two states that are liberals, hell. The rest of this country. Yeah, and also what the I government the is big doing. Bear, bro. What's in happening California? in Chicago? What's happening in Illinois? It depends on what part of the city you go. The people have had it enough. In Illinois. Illinois what's yeah, going on? In the I state. Mean, it's like still like we have spikes and stuff, but like most people are. The are only states that are going back to normal are Texas, Florida, Nashville. Uh, but bro, I'm ten- not. Tennessee I'm, I'm not, Nashville. Tennessee. I'm not, Illinois is at 61%. Again, I'm not talking about like what the state is doing. I'm talking about people's perception and like their uh, idea of what should be done. You get what I'm saying? Like. When, when you're saying everybody is for them and they're like when sucking these po- up when, these, like, when no. these politicians pay off the media and they tell the media what to say, what to do, and the people that are getting their information from the media listen to that bullshit that's on the yeah. TV, you get brainwashed people. Right. When you have, so when whose you have fault me- is that? Like it's hard to fight the media on CNN, like people, physicians. Like what do you do? Bro, like, when there's what, money, what when there's money hungry physicians that you tell them, hey, here's a politician. 
He's going to give you X amount of dollars. I need you to report this, 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 this. And we need to create some fear mongering. And I need you to tell the news anchors to report this, yeah, this, this. Like That's the, what happens. It's a domino effect, bro. But this the, is, you got to follow the fucking money. That's yeah, what it but is. then you realize like that physician was paid off as opposed to be genuinely like, this is why you have to ask him like, when you're saying these things, we can't have these. I would love for some of these physicians that go on like CNN or whatever to have a town hall kind of discussion debates. You know, like if you're on CNN well, saying something, Joe Rogan had it with well, Doctor Gupta. Never fit, yeah, but, but that would he's never fit the men. Hold on, hold on, Doctor Gupta. Like, is. I, I'm sorry, like I don't, I, I like Joe Rogan, but he should not be the fucking medical discussion. But, so you think it's like, right for CNN to say he took horse? Uh, I mean, that's a horse dewormer. But that's it's a horse dewormer. I mean, it's ivermectin is for humans. Animal. It's used also for humans, right? Yeah, for it's worms. Used for worms. For for worms, but it's for used for humans, not for but, only horses. But, 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 yeah, but that's I, I don't know much stupid. about like, this thing. That's, but that's, that's, a, that's my a, thing is I only bro, find, I'm looking for bullshit. That's no, it. no, that's him being a stupid like. No, that's a whole system. A CNN is a doctor system. who's on CNN. Yeah, but like Sanjay Gupta is not a medical professional because he hasn't seen a patient for I don't know how many years. And how, when did Fauci <laughs> last see a patient? I don't I know. Never. Like, what, what what makes you think I defend Fauci? Man? I'm not saying you defend Fauci. I, this is a conversation. This yeah, is something so where, do you just know, four you guys shooting the shit. No, no. All I'm saying is like, <laughs> and you guys one of them does not don't know <laughs> like so many people that are like. And when I say people, I mean physicians and in, in prominent universities that have been outspoken and are like going against what you guys are calling these mainstream stuff i'd love i'd love to see harvard and john hopkins going against it. there are I w- i'd love for you to show it to me i, I will show you yeah, i'd love Personal to see that because because john hopkins has a tremendous amount of influence in the medical community Yes, but John Hopkins also like has a the, really the, bad the reputation. Viewer, the viewers are saying medical. stop the clicking, by the way. Oh, sorry. But the, uh, John's, John Hopkins has also had like a lot of issues with uh, medical ethical stuff that they've done in the past. So like to use that as a standard, like. So, what? I mean, this is my one of my final questions to use. Why? <laughs> who, do, who who owns the patents on the vaccines? These these particular vaccines and why do they have immunity? I, immunity in what? Like you're not talking about like you mean you mean like immunity against like being Legal. sued? Yeah, yeah. I, that's a so I don't know who owns the patents. I I honestly don't know. Do who you want to let us know who owns the patents, sir? <laughs> I and I I mean I it, know you know it's not the it's not the companies that are manufacturing it. So who owns the mandate? Uh, the Who's who's making the money off? Who's of making the, the money? That's let well, us know. Of, we, of course, you know. of course, the pharmaceuticals are. I'm I'm answering it like you usually answer questions. <laughs> whoever whoever bought Moderna stock, <laughs> Pfizer stock, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. And in terms of immunity, I think that's just that's a general like law that like vaccine development you can't be sued because then there would be no. How do you say it? There would be no incentive for a company to want to develop a vaccine if they know they're going to get sick. Can I sue somebody for blood pressure medication? Yes. You, I mean, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. So like, what's uh, the difference? But that, I don't know. That's a medical ethics about and law. Been that's since the 80s. Yeah, that, like, the government gave all of these vaccine companies immunity the, since the, the 80s. The, yeah. Bro, you got you to wait, wait about 30 years and then they... And then you'll get a call. Oh, or speaking of 30 years. You got to wait 30 years or you got to wait for one of those infomercials to come on. It says, 
Have you taken the coronavirus uh, Moderna vaccine? If you have, call us today for your free compensation. (laughs) But wait, there's more. Well, let me. Again, like that medical law, like I don't know. Unfortunately, I should have maybe you're not an, you're not an attorney I, I, no okay. no no i'm saying like medical law is like a whole beast on itself and some of these things are not based on like common sense they're based on like precedence and and follow the money whatever yeah. connect the dot by Again, the way like, speaking of 30 years you know when pfizer said they will publish all the data 30 50, years 50 years no what 2076. Oh, nice. We're, all, we're long gone. You know how old I'm going to be if I'm around? <laughs> That's why you need the vaccine so you can stick around. You're and like be 90. <laughs> <laughs> you can stick around and we'll look at the yeah. data together. Imagine, you're going to get to study Pfizer's full data when you're 90, 90 years old yeah that's also part of the reason why i think some of these things should be done with public financing so there's no uh, private company but that even, does the clinical trial so arm even that date you're talking about so the jfk uh paperwork was supposed to come out they were supposed to be released <laughs> yes but trump was supposed to release it no? he was part of the same system that's why the, i the, never bought so back what? trump biden none of these pieces Who's it? Guys, look, so, at it, look at it this way guys we're all we're all going to be signing up for life alert and the covid <laughs> vaccine lo- uh, class action lawsuit at the same time life alert yeah so they'll be like help i can't get oh, up wait a minute is Did that the covid 19 vaccine relief and and the thing is like you know that's the other part like these companies by doing all these like shady stuff it adds on to the whole conspiracy personally if they were more open and upfront i think and more how do you say it on display no i think transparency transparency wearing i mean no because i think their badges huh i think because i think transparency (laughs) means like they're kind of open but like they could be transparent without displaying everything you know what i mean have you posted anything on your social media as far as as a physician as a doctor saying that you know what uh ladies and gentlemen i do not as a doctor i do not recommend you vaccinating your children under the age of 10 i'm not saying recommend i'm saying it should not be mandated and if you want to do it it's up to you but i would not be pro for it i have you've you've mentioned yeah and i've and i've had many like facebook posts with friends that i've mentioned that and what do they say to you? What are the what? What's the what do people? Most of the people or your friends come out and say to you when you say something like that? They or, ask or, me why. What is it based on? And I say the data that has been published and used by the CDC is not scientifically justifiable. Would you ever post if in like you, 10, 10 months time it comes out and shows that it's benefit? I will change my opinion. A, okay, as a physician, would you ever go on somebody else's? Facebook page who posts something proudly with their child, five-year-old kid, posting saying, "You know what? This I brave like to, little kid got got I a like shot." I like picking fights, so I might do that. But. So would would you ever go on their page and say, "You know what? As a as a as a physician, I wouldn't recommend you getting your five-year-old a COVID nineteen vaccine." Would you ever go in there again? The word "recommend" is because different. what happened. The only reason I say this is because. When when morons like that go online and they post shit like that and people like us who aren't doctors go in there and say, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you vaccinating this poor kid? He doesn't know any better. They say, well, are you a doctor? And then well, you don't have doctors that stand up for this shit. Yeah, but like the thing is like to each their own, right? Just no, say what man. You don't... No, you can't say that. You because can't just say the same way I don't want them to force me to vaccinate. I don't want to force them to not vaccinate. I'm not saying I'm not saying force, man. I'm saying speak the fucking truth and say, hey, listen, 
as a physician, that is a five-year-old child. Here's the data behind it. Why the fuck are you getting this five-year-old kid vaccinated? Is the other person a physician? Because if no, not, they're not a physician. They're a fucking I, politician. Then how am I going to have an argument with? I mean, uh, a discussion with a politician, bro? They're two different fields, brother. They're not going to understand if you bring up the data and say, "Look, statistically, this makes." Then who the brings up the data? Joe Schmo, like me, so they could turn around and say, "You're not a fucking doctor." To say, "Are you? What are you basing it on?" That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, why are more why aren't more doctors going in there and saying, "Hey, what the fuck are you guys doing to your children?" Yeah, but like I don't have politicians that I follow. But if I did, and they, I'll give you one today when we leave the podcast. And you'll yeah, if 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 they're willing to engage well, in a conversation, I'm more than happy to engage. It's but I feel like it's a lost battle because this person is already convinced, and and they're not gonna have a scientific discussion. It's the same thing as ninety percent of pediatric offices, clinics. After the age of 18 months, not allowing your child to be their patient because unless they're fully vaccinated. So what what, ha- what are those kid, kids supposed to be? What, where are they supposed to find a pediatrician? Same, and same thing's happening now with this. They're mandating this at clinics, saying if your child is going to be a patient of our pedi- pediatric clinic, you have to have the COVID vaccine. That's yeah. what's going to happen very soon. It's happening already. It's happening already. But yeah. Arno wants to know where we're going to Miami. Are what? we going to see PBD or go on his podcast or what? <laughs> <laughs> He's been wanting to go to Miami for a while now. He only wants to go with you, apparently, bro. I don't know. Yeah, we got. We got. Uh, Hovik says we need to stop fighting the doctor because uh, we're not fighting. No, we're bro, not, that's, that's what. It, that's uh, that's, no, what, that's no, what's no. funny. Uh, see, the the problem with a lot of I want some, you to hear this. Yeah, the problem with some of these listeners is. Uh, when we have conversations with our guests, they think we're automatically fighting. They don't understand that Bro, this, the, this the, is conversation. This is this is the kind of conversation we should be having more. Because he says he says, uh, "Don't fight the doc." His education is more than the three of you combined. That's that. But see, I don't like using that kind of an argument. I appreciate it, but at the same time, it's like certain things are common sense and logic, right? Oh like, my god, those so, two things haven't so, been existed for three years now, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, but logic what I'm saying is like, sense, but if, if people don't have discussions and heated debates about things, then like, it's, it's going to go on their way and say another person is wrong. Like, I encourage these kinds of discussions about every topic. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Th- especially in a topic that's been affecting humans the last two years. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to have to go get my PhD so Hovi can take my <laughs> opinion seriously. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> fuck her. Opinion, fuck How do I get one of those, by the way, <laughs> bro? Like, can I get one from China? <laughs> they hand the them way out. You said China they they hand them out. They hand them out with vaccines now. There you go. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a serious conversation because we're all adults here. We all have to have serious conversations, and we can't fight. We have to have uh, civil. <laughs> Everything has to be good, you know. Oh, this is the most civil show you'll ever see, bro. Absolutely. Civil? Yes. Yeah. What'd you think? How'd, <laughs> how'd you like it? It's awesome, bro. Like, I could continue talking forever. Well, we're going like to have, we're, we're have you back in about a couple of months when all this shit fucking settles down. We, yeah, we, is it, is it going to settle down? I don't know. Let's ask which, are, which one are we talking about? I know. Like, there's so much shit going on that, like... So honestly, the first portion of our conversation was much more interesting to me than the second. <laughs> <part>. <laughs> Let's just be for, frank. For, for I shut can... up after we stopped talking no, about No, no. Honestly, you know? like, I think they're both... <laughs> I think Hovig knows him. I, uh, pos- no, Hovig's a possible liberal, I'm pretty sure. It's not Hovig from your office? No, no he's, he's Tamazian. 
No, oh, what, what, and if it was Hovik from our no 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 if if Hovik if it was Hovik from our office I'd probably I'd have a conversation with him tomorrow. Uh, but no, I don't think it is. These I people and their acronyms are uh, coming up. <laughs> Watch Maradona has it right. <laughs> uh, you see that comment? Uh, I haven't watched. I do have a PhD, by the way. Well, pretty huge. <laughs> well, that I didn't think <laughs> you about. Didn't, you didn't even that, say that. A public high school that. diploma. <laughs> He also has an MBA. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a Massive <laughs> bank account. It's, a, it's pretty. I had a friend of mine. She bought me a T-shirt with that. It says "Pretty Huge Dick." Like, you know. <laughs> How did she know, though? Huh? Uh. Oh, <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> Doc, you said yourself on that one. Doc. You walked into that. God video. damn it! Bro. This is the wiseness, bro. The name should tell you all this. <laughs> wait till you That's get. A, wait, wait till you get our new shirt. Oh. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love but, it. Oh, or not? I was gonna say I missed your hat, and then I realized you had it back on, bro. You need to make that logo bigger so people could see. No it. man, that's, that's offensive. That's perfect size. It's offensive. Of course it is, man. Every time I see him with his hat on, I get offended. Every single episode. Yes. Because he, he doesn't have both. Especially when he runs like into me at Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets offended and gets over it real quick because he has common sense. <laughs> I, I I walked into I walked into Whole Foods today. I swear to God, this Karen. <laughs> she goes excuse me sir do you have a mask I'm like no I don't have a mask well can you can you leave and go put one on and come back inside I'm sorry do you work here she goes no I don't Find your own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the shit that pisses me off. Like, who the fuck are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, mind your own fucking business. And then she goes, I'm calling the manager. I'm like, all right, fantastic. Go call the manager. I'm going well, manager. I, I go, I go grab my, I go grab my Poke Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, check out. Uh, Poke Bowl. Yeah. Listen, so listen to this. That's they have nice. the they, they have the most oh. amazing pokey. But Arno, it's definitely not gay though. It's not. It's not gay. Anyways. No, not at all. So especially I, if it's just one time. Yeah. Right? Anyways, so listen to this. I go to the register. Week. Guess who's ringing me up? That girl. The, the manager. <laughs> She's like, did you find everything okay, sir? Everything was fantastic. I I think they have my picture in some of the most common places Wait, I visit, and they I'll just bet there's a lot of places me. don't they don't care anymore. <laughs> Ralph's, Vaughn's, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. Bro, that's bullshit. The other day I took into my the mic. Oh, oh, You're getting too relaxed. No, the, 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 no, no. The other day I took my uh, my mom to like Take Beverly Hills Mall. People uh-huh. want to see your hat. And up they close didn't let her go in. And that's all. That's LA. Yeah, that's LA. So, yeah, I'm telling you, it's an LA problem. Yeah, that and is. a New York problem. It is what it is. Speaking of uh, Chicago, is Chicago misadvertised in our country overall? In what way? No, it's, it's, Chicago, it's, it's a really bad state. Don't move there, guys. Don't come there and That's ruin what, it. Is that what Illinois <laughs> people want? Don't don't ruin the like, city. How I mean, bad is how bad like is that it? Like that Beetlejuice. Like, no, it's really bad. The it's really bad? I, I did an emergency medicine rotation there, and and uh, and uh, the security guard was like, "If you want to bring a gun with you." I, by all means, like I'm not gonna check. No it. shit, no. Southside. Yeah, dude, I'm not. I'm telling you, but they have stu- the strictest gun laws, bro. Yeah, for the people who follow the law. Is it is it bad? To, <laughs> is it bad to the point <laughs> where that, like you're walking? So, in, see what the problem is for the people. So when yeah, the when the regular the, citizen that's lawfully yeah. owns the weapon, yes, has it, they can defend themselves. All right, because when you let's say the same mandate, why am I so against the mandate? Right. Because mandates, you allow the government You're to use mandates. You're turning John on with that term. Though, when, to use it. when you allow mandates in any portion of your life, 
other to, to, portions are going to be affected. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Of course. You give them the, vac- uh, the jab mandate, the next mandate is going to be on the weapons. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, why I'm scared. The rest, no. like, if someone wants to take eight booster shots, great, it's go ahead. It's not all the rectal tests they're forcing on you. You're scared of the... <laughs> <laughs> Taking away the guns. It's like, and uh, in order for us to <laughs> give you your new AR-15, you need to bend over backwards, and we need to check your uh, prostate. No, but like sure, cough, right. cough. But no, no, it cough. Could, it, it could it could get really bad. I mean, in the south side, like it's scary. <laughs> I mean, is it to like, the point where you you possibly walk into a store and there might be somebody there where you'll be like, okay, fuck, I don't want to say anything. But we're dealing with that here now. No man. No, I'm telling you, if you like you're on the dead, subway. Dude. No, we're not almost there, so, bro. You're talking bro. about people. Di- hey, how many people? Hey, how many? We how asked many, the guy. Question. Sorry, be quiet. You get robbed, you get no, robbed no. here, not. Shot. No, no. It's, yes. it, it, it used to be called Shirek for a legitimate reason. It was called what? Shirek. 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 Like Chicago Irek. Shirek. That bad, there, huh? There's more people dying there than like. And mo- how, what were the cr- what was the crime most? Was it like black on black crime? Just asking questions. Serious question. <laughs> was it, it gang violence? Yeah, so you guys trying to mess with this guy's career? In no, every no, no, no. It's, it's 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 a common thing. It's, it's most it's, it's, it's mostly it's, gang it's related. Of, it's majority gang related. There you go. See, Mike, Mike says Chicago Southside makes Watson Compton look like Disneyland. It's yeah, bad. dude. I'm telling you, when I had an emergency medicine rotation there, I was like, fuck. And it was was it mostly like wounds that were you would be able to basically? No, I'm talking about my. Security of walking into the Just hospital, man. Yourself, bro. No shit. Walking, man. dude. To like, and from work, and it was emergency medicine. And the guy's like, "Do not park in the parking structure." I'm like, "Isn't that what it's made for?" He's like, "No, park next to the paramedics because there's light." Imagine, dude. I had like a night shift, like 10, 11 p.m. I'm driving in there, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised. There That's why when I no, went listen, to listen to what the security saying. Don't park in the parking structure. Yes. Park next to the paramedic. <laughs> Why? Because there's light. And if you get shot, they <laughs> we'll can... see you. We'll we won't. Pre- we won't help you. Well, but we'll see you. And that's what I'm saying. When I went to Arsak, I'm like, dude, like I've been in Chicago. Like FC <laughs> this, this is, is nothing. nothing. <laughs> there sure. was a hospital oh, down south called um, uh, Saint Vincent. Here, is it Saint Vincent or Martin Luther? King Hospital, Saint Vincent, I think it was. Martin Luther is in like. Uh, there was, there was a lot of shootings, and then the victims would be taken to the ER, and the ERs, gla- the windows were facing the street. There was so many shootings on that window because they knew the drive-by victim hadn't yeah. died. When they remodeled the hospital, they took the emergency room behind. So that there were no more drive-by shootings on the emergency room department. Those were the worst. Okay, we didn't get them there. Let's get them. Bro, those were the worst because like they would come in and they would bring both sides of the, you know, the war into the hospital. Hospital, and there's like just a curtain covering between them. I'm like, fuck these guys. Some of them are like fucking linebacker. And I'm like, get more cops in here, bro. Some of these guys were like linebackers, and then they would like try to jump out of the bed and start going at it in the middle of the ER. With each other. Yeah, With yeah, each yeah, other, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh my God, he didn't die. One time I had... Got to finish the job. Yeah, one time this guy was rolled in. He's like acting all tough. And then he sees like there's another patient. He's like, yeah, that's the guy I got. Turns out it's his own brother. And as soon as he found out, like he thought he was the other guy that he shot. But he has a bullet in his ass. And he's all acting tough. He's like, I got that motherfucker. This, that. And then all of a sudden, like, 
as soon as we like went in there to take out something from the wound the brother starts screaming and this guy hurts he's like that's my brother dude the guy's trying to like break through the things restraints restraints to go i'm like shit if this guy like flips out and comes at us i'm not a big guy you know <laughs> and like, hockey though yeah yeah but like trust he me he played man. hockey in la bro he yeah, yeah. Hockey. You're, you're, you're talking about and, a and linebacker bro and, and, and i'm not about to punch the guy that just was proud of shooting 10 other people so like he sees me on the street and then i'm like where are the cops bro like you guys brought them in stay in here you know the cops just left. they're just like standing hanging out outside <laughs> roll them in. i'm like dude just, you realize it's just a curtain right like there's no divider like stick w- around would here. you also see a lot of like stupid shit in the ER when you were doing rotations like people Bro, shoving seen things up there you know <laughs> I've heard I've seen some x-rays this this I mean, this show just escalated down <laughs> to that level like let's talk about we went it. from like auto to like Seriousness? COVID and I was like hey, what, what if, what, what's, what's the biggest thing someone shoved in their ass well, you have to see <laughs> some oh I've seen some like I mean, amazing stuff you're like what were you thinking was it just like you want to know how that feels or like just uh, just but accidentally like fell upon what, a crazy craziest thing you like there was a guy like who had shot i don't know man like are we still on john, don't get any ideas john don't try john, this john, john john just john don't get any ideas seriously it's like like <laughs> i mean obviously can you talk about it can you uh, i can't but like if my parents are watching you know like we paid money for this guy to talk about like a cucumber in a guy's rectum and then his partner tried to take it out with a screwdriver bro that was the fucked up thing. The guy shoved the cucumber in there, right? And he tried to pull it out. So the shoot? guy, yeah. So the guy, because it went in and it slipped in like his muscles and that oh, contracted. Geez. So he kept pushing it up, right? And this guy's like, what do I do? So he takes out a screwdriver, tries to go in there and like kind of was like it push a Phillips it. Or a <laughs> Dude, all I know. Dust. I'm getting it. Like he got, he got it everything. Was a, it was a D-Walt. But he got, he got everything but the fucking cucumber. No shit. Yeah. So, so you had to, you know, like. <laughs> you know obviously the guy like he had Internally. to go in there and help it no forget it like he had to shit in the bag for like weeks until like the asshole and the colon healed up and then he had to re- dude it's a big procedure you know what I mean <laughs> to retrain his colon all and then, for like, 30 yeah. seconds of pitch <laughs> yeah I don't know how long that it was. That must have been a like, shitty situation, like, bro. Oh, Dude, no, we have like these like medical like radiology journals. Sometimes we get like these funny like articles of like stuff that people did X-ray on, and you see like then you'll see like these like like <coughs> fucking beer bottles like in there, you know. And you're like, okay, this must have happened in the jail. I don't know how they shoved in like a beer bottle. And then you're like, no, no, this is like two people not in jail. They were just having fun and shoved the beer bottle, like you know, like like the Heineken. whole thing. Yeah. Dude, and, it and once it goes past a certain point, you have like, to remove no. it surgically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't I mean, just like okay, go. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> go sit on the go. Go use your squatty no, body. No, no, no. Because what happens is the muscles start to spasm, so yeah. like it makes <laughs> it even <laughs> fucking worse. You know, you know? you know what this reminds me of, bro. Uh, that that stupid video, bro. It's like what those. Uh, oh my god, what was it called? One guy, one jar. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, <laughs> and if you don't have a weak stomach, go watch One Guy, One Jar. <laughs> don't go watch silly. anything right now. Watch The Wise Nuts. For yeah, you. yeah. And more, more rectum stories coming up. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I've seen stuff that you're like, you know, sometimes people will shove it in there and they like lose the thread. like the, And, and you're like, how are we going to pull this back out? Like you realize how much medical damage you're doing to your body with this stuff that you're trying to shove up in there. Bro, people, this is why it's called Exit Only. <laughs> 
<laughs> exit only. Whatever, at least do it wisely. You know what I mean? Have, <laughs> have a string attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't like that quarter you put in the parking meter. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, don't, don't, don't go get a freaking screwdriver and go up the guys, you know. I don't know. What, I don't know what people so are So cucumber's been the worst RBR thing. RBR John Franz. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the fact that he was a cucumber. It's what this guy did to try to get it back out. Oh, with the screwdriver. Yeah. So, like, I'm telling you, he got anything but the cucumber. Imagine, like, or, you know, like, destroyed. John says, last time I got I'd f- fucked in the ass by a screwdriver was when I tried to assemble IKEA furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I think he sat on oh, it. Oh man, Jesus! Yeah, no. Oh, my God, yeah. we have no limits. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, <laughs> we shift too quickly. To we do. Know. We do. We tend to digress. Uh, I, 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 we. Ca- I guess we call it a night. Let's call it a night, huh? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, but guys, like, make sure people know, like, Sunning. Let's go back to the topic. Like, they need help. We need to like wise up and like help our people there and the villagers and the soldiers. So, contact me. Contact these guys if they want to put. Yeah, we'll connect like, you to yeah. all jokes. It was it was it was Jack Hockey, right? Your, yeah, yeah. Your I your Facebook. Yeah, uh, Facebook. Okay, his Facebook. Jack, it literally Jack Hockey. Yeah. So uh, you must be a hockey fan. Oh yeah, a lot of people thought it was my last Please name. Please say it's L.A. Kings. Of course. Okay, bro. thank of God. Of course, Jesus bro. Christ. Come on, man. I just want to make sure. No, die hard. Very nice. Not Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. No man, you can't. You can't. I can't. Right? I can't you switch. Can't. Like, bro, I grew up with the king. You can't be. You can't be. Anyways, uh, Doc, thanks so much for taking no, time out here you guys. Monday. It was fun. And, and you know, being in Cali and joining us, man. Yeah, no, was, when are you yeah. flying back to Chicago? Tonight. He postponed this flight. <laughs> yeah, I would appreciate it. Yeah, no, I said you, I have Doc. to make it. No, tonight. I'm gonna go home. Go? See my, it's my mom's birthday in an hour. Say. Oh wow! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to your mom as well, man. And and just. Spend some time with her and fly out. So very nice, that's amazing. Very nice. Thank you guys. It was fun. And Dude, we appreciate everything when you've you done. When you come out yeah. to LA, please join us again. Yeah, for sure, definitely yeah, hit yeah. us up. Uh, we appreciate everything you've done for for Armenia. All you guys, man, uh, appreciate it. It's it's like we said, you know, it's something that not everybody can do. So uh, more power to you, man. We really, Thank you really guys. appreciate it. Let's keep the fight going because definitely we're not gonna let's give up. let's let's help Armenia instead of putting cucumbers in each other's asses, yeah. people. <laughs> I got other people they could put it up in. <laughs> literally, literally. Uh, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode will be on Spotify, iTunes, and all major platforms. Manana. Uh, follow us on IG. Our daily memes are up and running. I was cracking up over yesterday's, man. Uh, especially with Adam Carolla's. Oh. The, the George Bush throwing the, the slipper. Uh, but uh, yeah, follow us on IG, Wise Nuts Podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. With a brand new guest and a brand new episode. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Peace.